On this episode of This Is Game Boy, how did the toad die? He croaked. Everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of This Is a Game Boy, episode 37 already. Um, and I think we're either getting close or are right around our three year anniversary for this. This is crazy, we've been doing this for three years. Wow, yeah, I think episode 36 would have been three years, although we did have a episode zero, but whatever. Anyways, um, like always. I'm Mule, I'm here to uh, inform you about some very cool Game Boy games. And with me today is not E-Bloody Candy at all, but uh, it's a former guest of ours who you may recognize from the Froggy Game episode and the Link's Awakening episode. It's Granon Hero. Hello. There he is, there he is. All right, so um, yeah, the reason why E-Bloody Candy is not here today for this episode is because he absolutely, absolutely, absolutely hates the entire Battletoads series. <laughs> so he didn't, I, I don't, he said we had to do this episode, by the way. I didn't suggest this at all. Yeah. Uh, look, but look. yeah, he was like, here, do Battletoads, but do it with Hero, because I don't want to. Yeah, because he, he went into my stream and said something like, uh, I think I played Battletoads on the NES, and he was like, oh my god, I hate Battletoads. And I was like, yeah, you're gonna have to do the Game Boy games uh, someday. And and he just wrote, well, why don't do it? you do it with Mo then? And yeah, <laughs> here we are, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Like, I mean, I like Battletoads, so uh, <laughs> it works out for me. Yeah, for, um, for, for, for the content of the episode, I'm happy you and me are doing this episode uh, to persons that actually like the game and not E-Bloody Candy. Sorry, BC, but <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, it w wouldn't do fair to the game to have him ranting about it. <laughs> Yeah, like, I can't even imagine, um, like, a game or game series that I do hate, but that I wouldn't be able to do an episode about. Like, I can't come up with anything that I hate so much, uh, to be honest. Like, one of my most quote-unquote hated games is, like, Super Mario 64. Um, I, I really do not like that game at all, but I could still do an episode about it, I guess. Um, or the one I've mentioned 700 times on the podcast, Breath of the Wild. Like, <laughs> I could go on hours about that, I'm being fair at least. Uh, I, I can't wait that. for the Picross double episode then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing an episode on that at all. Um, or or you saying yes, there are two episodes then, one for each game. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to say about those, sadly. Uh, I'm, I'm, maybe I'll do a light on it when I finished both of them, but uh, yeah. Besides that, there there won't be any <laughs> long pick cross. Like, what can you say? It's a nanogram. Yeah, like, that, yeah, that's all there is to it. So here, here it is. Here was the pick cross episode. <laughs> We've already done it. Move it on now. <laughs> all right, but yeah. Um, like always, uh, let's uh, take a look at what if we've been up to um, besides playing Game Boy games or playing Game Boy games, whatever, but but not for the podcast. So let's start with you, Granon, here. What have you been playing? 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, about two weeks ago, we had a Monster Hunter Rise release on the Nintendo Switch. Um, and uh, as our viewers don't know, I'm a big Monster Hunter fan because I've never talked about it on this podcast before. Uh, Monster Hunter is a is a huge game series for you for me. I don't know if you've played any Monster Hunter games. I got one on the Wii U. I don't remember which one that is. Like a three or something. Yeah, it's uh, three ultimate. Probably. Uh, I played it for two hours and I stopped playing it. It's totally nothing for me. Um, like people know that I love RPGs and action RPGs and things like that, but something like that where it's basically just grinding and also basically having to play in a team because on your own it's it's pretty boring in my opinion it's just not for me it's it's not an experience i enjoy i can see the appeal of this uh of the series but yeah i i'm never playing those games ever in my life again yeah yeah that's understandable because uh, that Wii U game was my first experience with the game as well and as as, as you were saying uh I, I played only a couple of hours as well, and, and I was like, ugh, this sucks, this, this is not... I thought I was getting like a Dark Souls-ish RPG <laughs> boss game or something. Right. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't like that one. But then when the new 3DS came out, that was in 2015, uh, the one with the analog stick on, on the right side, uh, both Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate and Majora's Mask was release titles for... The upgraded 3ds mm-hmm. uh, and i thought to myself i, I need to play that I need, I need to give monster hunter a new chance because everybody loves it more or less uh yeah, yeah so i tried it and uh, fast forward to the monster hunter rise release i've been playing about 2500 hours monster hunter um across three different games up to monster hunter rise uh, and now two weeks from the Monster Hunter Rise release, I'm almost 100 hours into the game. And I've been working full-time streaming my regular schedule, and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't really know how how uh, I have gotten those hours to pass. But uh, yeah, it's business as usual. It's very beginner-friendly. It's, it's a very easy Monster Hunter game. It's a good beginner game, for sure. Uh, and we're 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 good, yeah. yeah, and we're we're having a, a lot of fun playing with uh, folks in my uh, Discord and stuff like that, uh, with the community. So I yeah, it's definitely a community based game. Like on your own, I don't think it shines at all. The <laughs> the older games were very team based, uh, Party mm-hmm. of Four. Uh, but for every game that that came last couple of years, it's more single player friendly for sure. Um, Even the story in the PS4, Xbox, PC game, Monster Hunter World, uh, you have to see like all the cutscenes in single player mode before you can call in uh, the help of other hunters. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, But but now in Rise, you can see the cutscenes together and stuff like that. Nice, yeah. But yeah, it's business as usual. I love it. Uh, As always with these kind of games, uh, we are getting free title upgrades every month. So that is is more or less free DLC at the end of every month. A couple of Mm -hmm. new more monsters, a couple of new more weapon uh, armor pieces, stuff like that. So they keep the community alive more than like a month 
So every every end of the month, more the players are returning and and just trying to beat the new monsters as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah, that that's a thing. That's like a new age gaming thing, really. Like mm. constantly having updates for your games. Like I I don't really like that. And again, I I don't play games like Monster Hunter or or like Fall Guys or. Even like things like Fortnite or something where it's constantly update this, update that, season 1, season 2, season 517. Like, <laughs> I don't care about content like that. If I buy a game, I want to play it through the end and I'm done with it. Unless there is some kind of DLC. But even then, I'm like, ah, like the game is over. Let me be. Like, I don't need the DLC, really. Uh, yeah, that that's... It's a good thing to keep people coming back to your game and keep playing it. But yeah, there, there's so much content out there and so much games out there. I do not really like having to spend so much time on one game. And I'm... I'm how What is the expression? I'm throwing in my own windows by saying this when I'm getting to the games I've been <laughs> playing, actually. But uh, yeah, like that's usually nothing I, uh, I, I really enjoy, at least. Yeah, yeah. I usually don't play these kind of, kind of games you're mentioning, like Fall Guys and, and Fortnite with, with this kind of content coming. But Monster Hunter mm. is Monster Hunter. I, re- I really love the series and... It, it, yeah, it, it got a special place in my heart, for sure, Monster yeah. Hunter. Uh, other than that, I've been playing Yakuza, like a dragon. Uh, are you familiar with the Yakuza games? I know what they are. Uh, I know they're like silly takes on the quote-unquote crime genre, uh, as they are called, uh, those games. But I've, I've never really actually seen one or played one. Yeah, same here. I... I it's not, I'm not, I'm not big on open world at all. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't mm-hmm. like games like GTA, Red Dead Redemption. I don't like uh, Horizon. I don't like Spider Man. Well, Spider Man is alright because it's Spider Man, but with, with another character, yeah. I would never have played that one. Um, so the Yakuza series is is yeah, it's nothing I would want to play. But like a dragon, the last game in the series, uh, there's a turn based combat in that one. Uh, right. Yeah. So it's more like, say, I don't know, Final Fantasy twelve maybe, with where with the characters moving around. But when you have drawn your weapon, it's combat time. Uh, you kind of okay. like Final yeah. Fantasy twelve. Uh, but but I don't think you can do the automatic uh, combat. As yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> yeah Final Fantasy twelve is basically programming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Yakuza yeah. don't is not yeah. like that. Uh, I've played it for about ten hours, and what really shines with this game is it. Yeah, just like you said, it it's a lot of humor in it, a lot of like comedy. Um, mm-hmm. Like the first real um, part member you get, it's a hobo, uh, and he is essentially <laughs> okay. your mage. Uh, right. So instead of throwing fireballs, he throws pigeon food at the enemies, <laughs> and then pigeons come attack them. Uh, when he yeah. when he when he heals himself, uh, the the heal action actually it it is called a power nap, and he actually lays <laughs> down, scratching his ass, taking a power nap <laughs> mid battle to gain like a little bit of HP left, and then he just. Yeah, takes out his umbrella again and keeps pummeling the enemies. So yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's kind of like GTA Grand Theft Auto meets South Park games. 
Yeah, yeah, the, yeah that does sound like a South Park trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that's why I had to pick it up. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine told me to buy it, and I was like, I'm not going to play a Yakuza game. I haven't played anyone before. And then another friend picked it up, and he was like, dude, you have to play it. It's kind of like the South Park game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> you, you got me there. I, I love both the, the Fractured Butthole and uh, a Stick of Truth, so I'm, I'm listening. And he has sold it to me. Uh, everything he told me about the game. And yeah, I'm 10 hours in, and I will play it this evening for another 5 hours for sure, because it, it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it, it looks fun. Like, all of those games looked fun. I just never picked one up. Like, I don't know. Yeah, so if, if you want to, like, dip your toes in the Yakuza series and want the turn-based combat... This one might be a good start because the yeah. the games are like mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy games. You don't have to play like one trillion games before this one. You can you can just start with this one. Yeah, um, I, I sh- should not do that uh, because I have way too many RPGs yeah, yeah, yeah. to play. <laughs> <laughs> like I keep buying them. It's it's unbelievable. I'll come back to that when I'm <laughs> when I'm summing up my games as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, shortly because because <laughs> I did a I did something stupid again, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I can make you feel good. I actually bought uh, in my shelf behind me. I have Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition for the Switch. I was no, gonna play that no. before uh, Monster Hunter, and I have not I have not unwrapped it yet. So yeah, I will probably <laughs> never play that yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> other than these two current generations game. I'd, uh, I took a little golf tour in the Game Boy world uh, during my console challenge, uh, PGA Tour 96. It's more or less the same game as PGA European Tour, that was the game that yeah. came out in 95. Uh, it's golf on Game Boy, they try to do it like, yeah, it's a real golf simulator. Not like the Mario oh, okay. games with, uh, I don't know, Piranha Plants and Fire Shots and whatnot. It's a golf simulator on Game Boy. You get what you... <laughs> you get what you think yeah, you get. Yeah, it's, it's golf. Yeah, yeah. I like golf games. I mean, always have. Like the silly ones or the normal ones, so... Yeah. Yeah? I Did you play... I know you got the PC Engine Mini as well. Or PC Engine Core or Core Graphics, whatever it's core called. Core, yeah. Did you play that Power Golf? Well, I keep forgetting that I actually own that thing. <laughs> so uh, the only thing I've played on it is Newtopia. Actually, <laughs> I haven't even touched it. Uh, besides that game, uh, so yeah, no, <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. I'm, I'm I should cur- really go. I'm back curious to. about Power Golf, and uh, you should probably play that one instead of PGA Tour '96. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it, I, I have to play the Game Boy once. So. Yeah, the, the, those two games aren't bad. Uh, they are just golf simulators. It, take, mm-hmm. it takes a while to, like... You actually have to calculate the wind. Um, if a club says it's gonna hit the ball 200 yards, that is with the rolling of the ball, or whatever you're gonna call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, the ball will probably strike down and at 170 yards and then roll for All another right. 30 If it's on the fairway and stuff like that. Uh, so well, it takes... It, yeah. it takes a couple of like minutes to get used to that one. But there's a password on every hole. So you don't have... To, That's if, good. If you, ha- if you have a really bad... Like, let's say you hit a tree. 
Then you can just soft reset the game, select start B and A at the same time, and the game remembers your last password. So it's it's absolutely hassle-free <laughs> to do it like that. Okay. Uh, and on my system challenge, I also did a little like Easter special with the two Pokemon games I haven't played yet. Uh, blue and red. I already finished Pokemon Yellow like two years ago, maybe. Uh, and I, I knew that someday I had to play blue and red as well. I don't want to catch all the Pokemons on stream because it will take some time and I will just mm-hmm. get bored. I, I love catching catch Pokemon in games offline. But on stream, I, I kind of get stressed of the idea. Uh, so during Easter, Easter on uh, the Thursday on Easter week, I did Pokemon Red uh, and we actually caught all the legendary birds. And after credits roll, we got Mewtwo as well. Uh, just as a, a extra thing, I haven't caught the legendaries in Gen 1 in, in 20 years or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that took about 10 and a half hours. Uh, we did... We did the Nidu King strategy. He was pummeling everyone down with his fresh moves and, and earthquake and whatnot. Uh, and then two, two days later on Easter Eve or whatever it's called. Uh, we did Pokemon Blue with Blastoise in the front. And Blastoise is a beast. He, <laughs> eight hours later he was level 76. And he, <laughs> took, he took the Elite Four by himself. Wow, okay, yeah. So you can, yeah, you can play through a Pokemon Gen 1 game in like sub 10 hours if you don't switch Pokemons ever. Yeah, like I, I know that some people only play with starter Pokemon and never even bother with uh, any other Pokemon. Mm. I don't, I always make a team of six that I roll with because I like the variety. Maybe not in the first one that much because it's, it's pretty simple, but... Uh, yeah, I for my challenge I did catch them all for Pokemon mm-hmm. Blue and Red. Uh, the way I did it was I I think I played Blue on stream, um, and Red I played offline just to get the exclusives. Oh, nice! But you have to play like m- more than half the game to get all the exclusives actually. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I did it like that, and then I traded them in on stream. Um, and then I used the Safari Zone glitch thing to get the ones that I were, were, was missing. Yeah, because um, you need like, three Eevees to get all the evolutions. Uh, so how did you solve that one? I don't remember. Maybe I played until I got an Eevee, then traded it, and then restarted it or so. I, I don't remember how exactly, but I, at least I got everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like for the Safari Zone, for people who don't know, if you do the the thing with where missing no is, because everybody knows how to do that one, you can also do it to spawn Safari exclusive Pokemon there. So they're easier to catch. So I did that. Um, and I also, I think in blue, I did the Mew glitch, so you can actually get a Mew. Oh, so yeah. I had all all 151 Pokemons on one save file eventually. That, that was a lot of fun, but it was like 38 hours in total, so yeah, th- it takes a while for sure. Yeah, and that, that's why I wanted to like wrap both games up in 18 hours, because it's the same games, more or less, Everyone, everybody has already yeah. played them. 
Uh, so I did a little event of it all. And I'm happy I'm, I'm happy I did it that way. Yeah, yeah, I consider them one game. Like even yellow I consider the same. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, well, I don't I, even I like I don't like yellow, so I don't want to play it anyways, but it's a black card. <laughs> it's whatever. It's uh, a yellow card. <laughs> it's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a yellow card, yeah. But yeah, I I I hate that one. I I really do not like it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my, what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. I've been collecting monsters, I've been killing monsters. I've become a monster and <laughs> i played some golf <laughs> yeah that's a nice uh, roundup of that for sure <laughs> uh so yeah me um when it comes to game boy i haven't been doing much uh even though i did a lot of hours uh, that may sound weird, but I'm actually playing through Picross 2 more. Uh, and that game just takes forever. Uh, I'm almost at 50 hours now, and I still have three worlds to do for Mario. Uh, so yeah, I'm not even halfway through the game at this point. So it, it just keeps going and going and going. And I decided to do Mario completely, then go back to some other games, and then come back to the Wario levels later on. Yeah, um, but I just like wanted to plan. get... Yeah, I just wanted to get rid of some levels, just like... At least I feel like I've been making some progress. Um, but yeah, I've gotten so much better at Picross. Like, some puzzles I solve in, like, five minutes uh, compared to earlier. <laughs> when, I, when I just started it, I was just sitting there and staring at the screen for an hour, so... That went a lot better. Uh, one weird thing to note about Picross 2, and I, I may have mentioned this before, but um, each world has 10 puzzles, but the 10th puzzle only unlocks if you never fail any of the other puzzles before that. Um, and with failing, it really means running out of time, so it says game over. So making mistakes is fine, uh, oh. but you can't use hints. Uh, you can't run out of time, basically. So if you do that for all the nine pictures before the tenth one, it unlocks. Um, the, the way I found it out was because when I picked it back up again now, um, I was at World 4. Um, and I didn't game over once because I've gotten so much better at it. So uh, the tenth one did unlock. So I was like, oh, so it's, it's really just not game overing. It's not not making any mistakes because that's what I thought it was. Um, so I went back to World 1 offline, not not while streaming, um, and I redid all of the World 1 puzzles with the solutions right next to me um, to see if it would unlock the 10th one. It does not. Oh, so, so it's first time It's only. locked out forever. If oh. you ever fail one puzzle, it's just locked out forever, which is dumb, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, you should be able to redo that. Yeah, like, to complete a game, you do not need to do them at all. Uh, so that's fine. But now I feel, like, betrayed that I can't do those three puzzles that I missed. Because I wasn't good enough at the game yet. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are gone forever. Maybe when I finish the game, I'll make a new save. There are two save files. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll redo those on my own offline and then do those three puzzles that i've quote-unquote missed so i don't know yeah, just to have it completely done can you like quit out of the game if you're about to lose or do you reset it if you're about to lose 
That I actually don't know. Because uh, yeah, because I know if if you quit a puzzle and go back in, you just pick up where you left off. But I don't know if you can just retry. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. No yes. idea. That that's a very Nintendo thing to do. I know uh, Mario 3D Land for the 3DS. There were you you could get like five stars on your save file. And one mm -hmm. star was like beat the game. One star was beat the game with Luigi. The third star was uh, get the top of every pole. Uh, I don't remember what the fourth star was. And the fifth star was never see the white tanuki suit. And that means never see it. It doesn't matter if you pick it up or not. If you see it and you, you do get to see it when you die five times in a level. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you just see it, then you lock out that fifth star on the save file. You cannot get it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that's, they've been doing this for 30 years then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I think I remember that from the completionist's video on it, that he mentioned something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's dumb. Uh, yeah, why? well, that that's just a star at least, so that's not content really yeah exactly but yeah it, because you're locking people out of playing <laughs> parts of your game for no real reason uh again there's more than enough puzzles in this game don't get me <laughs> wrong but uh yeah it's it just it's just weird that they did that so but uh, <clears throat> yeah that's that's basically all i've been playing on game boy i did a few runs for uh practice for retroton for darkwing duck um I've gotten a new PB, actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, that was like, whoa, okay. And, and my sum of best is, like, so much better. Um, so, hopefully, I'll, I'll get some more PBs out there. And I should pick up eSpark soon. But I, I still have three weeks, I think. So, oh, nice. ev everything should be fine. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's all I've been doing when it comes to Game Boy. Um, <clears throat> besides that, um, I played a little indie game called Claire. Uh on PS4, I did a PS4 version, because uh, I had it from PS Plus from like three years ago or whatever, and, and I never really got, uh, well, the chance, I probably had the chance to play it, I just never did, uh, but it, it's a little horror game, a 2D horror game, um, <clears throat> and the PS4 version is called Claire Extended Cut, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's a poor choice of words. <laughs> for that game. So, uh, very poor choice of words. Uh, if people know it, they they will immediately get why it's a poor choice of words. Uh, if not, maybe check it out yourself. It's probably on Steam as well, but just as Claire. I don't know what the extended cut actually means, because I don't think there's extra content in this version or anything. So, uh, yeah, there you go. It, it's okay if you, if you like a short, a scary... 2D horror game. Um, one problem with it was, and this is this is something I've noticed for a long time, and I always make the joke of it when uh, I see it coming up. But it's made in Unity, and <laughs> every time I see that thing appear, I'm like, oh, this game is gonna be buggy as hell. Like every time, it doesn't matter if it's a AAA studio or an indie developer, every time I see that Unity logo, I'm like, oh my god, this game is gonna get buggy, and lo and behold, the game crashed <laughs> 10 times on me, and 
it's soft lock two times on me, so <laughs> I just knew it was coming. Uh, but yeah, this is like if you play it blind, I would say it takes you around two hours, two and a half hours, maybe, depending on, on how thorough you are. Uh, if you want to get all the trophies, you have to play it once on normal mode, collecting everything. Um, use a guide for that if you can't find it, because it. it gets a little cumbersome after a while. Uh, and then one more playthrough on Nightmare Mode, which took me 25 minutes or something, like half an hour. Uh, so yeah, it's a really short game if you know what you're doing, but huh. uh, it's, a it's a little confusing. Um, just think of Silent Hill when you get the map, right? You know where you are and where you can go and everything gets crossed off. This has the same thing, but it's in 2D and there's doors in the background and doors in the foreground and it gets like really confusing which door is which and everything looks the same like yeah it's oh it's like dr the, franken all over again yeah basically <laughs> it is yeah something like that but but a way better map at least but yeah yeah it's it's confusing uh, working in a 3d environment in a 2d space like that is uh is kind of hard but uh yeah it was an okay game just okay. Like, I, I wouldn't super recommend it or anything, but if you have, like, five hours in total to spare and want a, a pretty easy platinum on, uh, on play, PlayStation, yeah. there you go. Like, you, you got it for free as well, so... <clears throat> and I got it for free, yeah. And I doubt it's, like, more than five bucks anyway, so... Yeah, probably. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing that, and then... Um, because of you and other people and, and blah, 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 everybody kept mentioning it to me. And I didn't want to, but I caved in eventually. Anyways, I got Hades for Switch. Uh, I've played it only two times so far. Like two, like four hours in total or something like that. Yeah, this is a really great game. Like, <laughs> There's nothing more I can say. It's like really, really good. I was kind of expecting not to like it because it's like an isometric view basically which I'm, I'm not really into uh but yeah, it's great it, it plays amazingly well uh you keep progressing without even trying because uh unlike some other rogue light games like you actually do upgrade yourself um you never start from the absolute bottom basically um or at least you can pick up some perks at the, that you can use at the start. Like, yeah, it's it's just really good, and the permanent upgrades are are great to have. And uh, the story, I don't know what's going on, but uh, it keeps it interesting with with the dialogue and things like that. Um, and it looks pretty. It it looks pretty. It plays really great. Um, it kind of reminds me of what is it called? Uh, like hyper light drifters file uh, yeah, style of fighting, um, like very fluent, fast paced action. Which yeah, I, I love hyper light drifter. So um, this battle style immediately uh, felt natural to me, at least. So well, good thing you didn't buy it when it came out for the Switch during uh, last year uh, with the digital digital copy only, because now mm -hmm, you could mm -hmm. get the physical one, and that it seems pretty limited that one. Um, uh, it probably is, yeah. Like like most of the indie, um, <clears throat> indie games that get released, uh, it's a trend I'm not super happy about either. Yeah, I like, agree. 
I, I love that these games are coming out physically because I like having them and uh, like the, the example, the best example I can give now with, with digital content, uh, PS3 and PSP stores are yeah. going down. Like it's gone. You cannot get any DLC. You cannot, yeah, you, you just can't have access to all those things anymore. And that's the downside of digital. You, okay, it saves space. Um, it's not cheaper because it's usually the same price anyways mm. uh, when it's gone it's gone you will never be able to to get access to that content anymore um, and the same thing with with like I, did, I know they will keep the servers alive for people who have already bought the thing yeah. so they can re-download it um, a thing they didn't mention though was like what with patches and things like that in the future uh, because a lot of games, not then, but at least now, a lot of games that are released have a day one patch because they're so broken. What if that disappears and you're stuck with like uh, <laughs> a game that doesn't work properly? <laughs> like I, I just, yeah, that that's the problem I have with, with the digital age, of course. Um, like if I know I have a Game Boy game, I put it in and it works. Even if it, it's not programmed well it will still work and yeah exactly yeah so yeah that, that's a problem so like i love having this hades um i don't know if they have dlc planned or anything like that so we will see in the future but yeah there will be a time that all that content is just not available to you anymore and yeah there, there goes your money like what have you spent it on nothing yeah <laughs> no. yeah you have you you will have to share is the memories yeah <laughs> so, so but it, it's like a vacation if you if you fly down to the canary islands when you go home everything you got is just the memories from that place and maybe yeah. photographs of it and a hungover and that, <laughs> that, that that's like digital content as well when when it's gone it's gone you only have the memories of it uh maybe you can see it in that way. I don't know if that was a good yeah. comparison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can yeah, you can compare it to a lot of things. Like it, it just it's fleeting content. Like you don't own anything. You you're just renting code yeah, for yeah, a while, exactly. basically. So uh, yeah, it's weird. Like like I'm. That's a weird expression. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm a very physical person, but that's not. <laughs> I'll come to your house and beat you up, boy. Yeah. Come on. No, uh, yeah, I, I just like having things because then I know I, I have them and I, I maybe have in the future have something to um, to share with, with another person. Like, like, I don't have a family, right? Well, I mean, my parents, but I don't have an actual family. I don't have, like, a girlfriend or, or kids or anything. Like, I have a godchild, but, like, something that I have in the future that I could pass on to somebody and they can throw it in the trash for all daycare of course but it, it's something to share and like with the digital content it's like there's nothing <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. it just gone yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, i understand what you're getting at yeah so yeah anyways yeah hades great game if you haven't played it uh go play it yourself it won awards for a very good reason like it's it's a fantastic well, game when you don't know anything about that game and you watch a a person stream it or a YouTube channel or whatever, it looks boring. It just looks mm -hmm. boring. Mm -hmm. That was my first impression of the game. 
So you actually have to play it or have like a friend or Mo tell you to play it because it's a great <laughs> game. But the first yeah. impression of the game is kind of weak in my opinion. Yeah, I wasn't impressed by the like seeing people play it at all, or or looking at screenshots or people describing it like at all. Like I was like, this does not look great. But no, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then two hours in, I was like, oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those games that's that's yeah, it speaks to a lot of people. Um, yeah, because the difficulty is not that high either, in my opinion, like compared to other. Uh, yeah, types you, of games like this it's, it's you can it's even access easy, uh, god mode if you just want to experience the story all oh, right yeah I uh, forgot about it's that. in the options yeah. and then you like get more or less uh, yeah you you're 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 godlike you can kill everything how easy as you want yeah so yeah you go go check it out if it's not for you well too bad too, too bad play, play yeah. something else uh, I, yeah, I don't think there's a demo or anything. like that. That's something no, I miss I sometimes. Like, give me a demo so I can at least check it out. But yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, that's Hades. Um, and then, <laughs> I said earlier, I don't like to play games for <laughs> millions of hours because because of DLC that keeps coming. But uh, yeah, I, I just I couldn't resist. I bought the new DLC for The Binding of Isaac. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that just came out on Steam. Um, console versions will come out later, uh, which will probably also be a DLC that you have to buy, I assume. Uh, yeah, on, I think on so. Switch. Uh, so yeah, like everybody probably knows that I love Binding of Isaac. Like I've put in, put in. That's not a. That's not how you say it. I've put like definitely six hundred hours into the Switch version. Uh, I have one file on that that is completed. Like <laughs> everything is done uh, until, of course, this this uh, expansion comes out on Switch. Um, but yeah, as this is only on PC, I've I've gotten the PC uh, DLC, of course. Um, I'm not that far into it. Uh, I think I messed up twice with that import save file function, like in the earlier versions. Like it it really messed up my progress. So I have to replay a lot of stuff. Oh. Uh, which is fine. Like I, I love the game, so I don't really care. Uh, but yeah, I have to redo uh, a lot of stuff for sure. Um, some people have been saying that this final DLC makes things a whole lot harder, and they keep getting the same items and things like that. Um, out of my experience, totally untrue. Um, it adds a lot of content. It changes a lot of old items, um, like. One example I have is like the holy water was absolute a trash item in the ori well the original in, in Afterbirth Plus. Uh, they upgraded that significantly, uh, where it's actually really cool. Um, but I did heard, uh, I did hear that they nerfed the holy shield. Um, oh yeah, but I'm that, not that... sure how how yet, um, but somebody told me that. In the older version, the Holy Shield, which is something you really need on the Lost to play through the game, yeah, because otherwise yeah. it, it gets ridiculous. Um, but in the old version, it kind of had a few iframes after you've got taken a hit. So you could survive um, Brimstone Blasts. Mm. Um, but apparently there are no iframes anymore. So oh. if you ever get hit by Brimstone, you're just dead. Yeah. So 
Uh, yeah, that's not a good thing, actually. But that, like I, totally, I, I don't know why they would change that. Like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Maybe they didn't think about that change. It just yeah, may, maybe uh, maybe it will get patched or something. It, it seems like a weird change at yeah. least. Uh, but but the, yeah, they nerfed some things and blah blah blah. This sounds like when the uh, Wrath of the Lambs came out because me and my sister were playing the original Isaac a lot. Uh, <laughs> and then when the Wrath of the Lambs uh, or Lamb came out, Lamb, yeah. um, <clears throat> just like people were, were telling you now that uh, you get the same items all the time, we got yeah. the angel wings every single run for like mm. 10 or 20 runs and, it, and we just felt so overpowered, like, all right, <laughs> so we, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep flying in every, every attempt now because yeah. it's a new item. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't remember when I got a pair of angel wings in Isaac. N- nowadays, it's super rare. Yeah, so, there, there's there's I, a lot. A lot. Yeah, but I, I just think it's it's that's how the way the game goes. All of a sudden, you get, like, the same items ten, ten uh, tries in a row. And then you don't see it for, like, weeks. Yeah. For sure, and yeah, the pool just gets bigger and bigger with yeah. each DLC. So, and it's and it's all RNG. So, like, I mean, sometimes you just get lucky, and sometimes you don't. That's that's just the whole appeal about this game, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I've been putting some hours into this again, um, like usually an hour or two a day or something, uh, trying to unlock some things. I haven't seen much of the new content yet. Like, I know there's the mausoleum, and there's like uh whatever i have no i don't even know how to get there so i'm just playing through the game like i play through it and i'll, I'll get it eventually uh, otherwise i'll just look it up how to access it uh, but yeah it's, it's just more isaac with more items so <laughs> why wouldn't more. i play it I, I just love this game so yeah I, I wanted to get the pc version as well but just as you i i, I got that uh, nintendo switch save file 100 complete and uh, yeah i want to keep playing on that one i was so close at click clicking uh, that steam (laughs) button to get the pc version but uh, yeah yeah yeah. it's worth it it's totally worth it like if you like binding of isaac get it for sure but did you play bumbo uh i did get bumbo but i i it wasn't really for me yeah, because like, I bought it as well as it was a pre-order sale. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I think I played it for four hours or something. Yeah. Not the same. It's a good game, but it's not my game. Like it's, it's yeah. nothing for me. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's those games. And then uh, the last thing I can mention, speaking of. Uh, me having like thirty RPGs lying around, I actually should play. So. What I'm trying to do is on my PlayStation 4 right now is get through all these games I have lying around uh, because I have so many that I haven't had a chance to play. Uh, and I was looking at my <laughs> at my games and I saw like, hmm, I actually never finished Final Fantasy 15. Maybe I should do that one right next to it. Hmm, Final Fantasy 12: The Zodiac Age. Haven't even started <laughs> that one. Hmm, right next to that, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. Hmm, never played that game. So what did I end up doing? Buying Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. (laughs) 
Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, so I bought that yesterday. I'm, I'm playing through it. It will only take like 30 hours with the speed up function or, or oh, things yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah, th there's three games I will always go back to. I can play over and over again. And I think it's like tied to a year. Like I just... <laughs> Any year I play one of these three games and it's Final Fantasy 7, 8, or 9. Like, for some reason, I keep going back to them over and over and over again. Oh, um, you're, you're like an episode of Supernatural when they've, like, seen uh, every 30 years there are disappearing four women in this uh, village <laughs> out in nowhere. And yeah, every year yeah. Mo plays at least one Final Fantasy game. <laughs> yeah, one of those three. Every time. Like, I don't know why. I just love all of them. Like, a lot of people hate 8, but I think it's amazing. Uh, oh, it's cool. So, yeah, I'm playing the remaster now, trying to get all the trophies, blah, blah, blah. It's just a very chill time for me because I love this game so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very that's nice. uh, That's all uh, I've been up to lately. And then... Working on a lot of stuff in the background, so, like usual. Alright, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for our intro part. Um, so, now we're gonna take a quick break, so you people can listen to some amazing Battletoads music uh, by good old David Weiss. And when we get back, we'll dive into the actual game for this episode. See you then! Welcome back everybody, let's dive into the topic of this episode, uh, Battletoads for Game Boy. Um, contrary to what a lot of people who haven't played this game uh, would believe, this is not the port of the NES version, uh, that is actually another game called Battletoads in Ragnarok's World, uh, but this is the uh, original game for Game Boy. And it's actually the second game in the series, so it came out after uh, the NES version. Um, so what is Battletoads for people who don't know? Um, it's uh, it's basically a beat-em-up game, uh, like, slash arcade-style vehicle stage game, if, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, most people know it as, as a very hard beat-em-up game. For sure, and um, yeah, like Battletoads didn't start out as an arcade game, uh, which some people think. Uh, it did have an arcade game, but that came out uh, as the final game in the series, quote-unquote final, uh, because it just got, got rebooted, actually. Uh, but yeah, the arcade game was called Super Battletoads Game. Uh, as, at, that was the last one they made, and it was not received very well, sadly. Uh, but yeah, this is basically the second game in the series, so it has nothing to do with, with the NES game. Um, <clears throat> so what are the Battletoads? Uh, well, I don't know where this comes from, because I, I found it. Yeah, it's the first Maybe time it's... I'm reading this as well. 
Yeah, maybe it's from the new one because I haven't played that yeah. one. Um, so may maybe it comes from that, but uh, I'll just go over this real quick. Um, according to the game's backstory, the Battletoads were originally human computer technicians and roommates. Uh, the trio tested the original Battletoads game by playing the game as the Toads in a sort of virtual reality simulation. They became suspicious of both their boss and chief game programmer Silas Volkmeyer and decided to investigate the office at night. Upon finding the video game unit turned on, they tested it to see if it had been tampered with. This was a trap and they were transported to another planet, permanently transformed into the Battletoads. So I think this might be the plot of, of the newest one, maybe. Yeah, that, like, that would make sense. I've only yeah. tried that game really, really fast. I think... E Bloody Candy played it through though, which is yeah, amazing. and he actually that's... liked this one. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, I, that's I, I don't know. Maybe he knows more about it. Yeah, but yeah, like because I was looking up what the Battletoads actually were, um, like in in the canon of the game, but I couldn't find anything, and this was the only thing that uh, that I actually found because. It's just never explained if they're like bounty hunters or, or aliens or like nobody knows. It's just they're there. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I want to go back to what you said about everyone just think that this is the port of the NES game. And it's it's a very natural uh, thing to assume about the game seeing how it got the exact same box art at the NES <clears throat> game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they didn't change that at all, sadly. Uh, I guess they just went with the assets they had. Uh, but yeah, there is at least the port of the NES game, uh, Battletoads in Ragnarok's world, but that was like the fourth game that got released or something. Uh, yeah. So it, it does exist, but it, it's just uh, it's just not the same game at all. Um, but yeah, the Battletoads, there are three of them. Rash, Pimple, and Zitz. Wonderful um, names. <laughs> yeah um it like I've, I've read some of the articles about how battletoads got made and a lot of people think that it was a ripoff of the teenage mutant ninja turtles because those were like super popular back then um mm -hmm. i think it was at the not the height of its popularity because turtles is still super popular uh but it was certainly around that time that uh, things like Street Sharks and, and stuff like that were being made, which were actual Turtles ripoffs. Uh, but this one tied more into the fact that uh, one of the people uh, responsible for making this game uh, actually was a huge fan of Double Dragon. Um, and Rare was just asked to make a beat em up, and they just made their own characters, basically, uh, with some zany humor here and there. And, um, like, they weren't really sure how to do this uh, because they wanted to make a beat-em-up, but they were working for Nintendo, and Nintendo was not really happy with violent content on their, uh, on their systems. So, in order to kind of... Uh, make it seem less violent, they went for a very cartoonish style uh, to come up with the characters and the world surrounding it. So they didn't have, like, a, a real beat-em-up like people knew. Like, Double Dragon was on NES, of course, but, like, there were a lot of other arcade beat-em-ups that were a lot more violent, like the Final Fight series and uh, um, 
Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, one of my favorites, where, where it's like real humans fighting. Uh, so they came up with the Battletoads to avoid any conflict with Nintendo, actually. Yeah, and that might be the reason for <coughs> the... Uh, like, every stage is more or less its own genre, with the Turbo Tunnel in the NES version, the Wookiee Tunnel in the NES version, and, and stuff like that. Uh, so if if... It was only levels like the first level in both the NES version and the Game Boy version. Maybe then it Nintendo wouldn't have appreciated the, the the series. Yeah, it would have not made such a huge impact either. Um, I think the variety in, in gameplay really makes it stand out between any other beat em ups, really. Um, and and the thing is, beat em ups are are. People never really talk about this, but they are split up into different genres, at least in my opinion. You have like the normal beat em up, which is just constant beat em upping. <laughs> like, yeah. there's nothing more to it. But then you have things like Double Dragon, where they introduce platforming sequences yeah. and things like that. Um, Battletoads doesn't really do that, at least. <sighs> Not at the start, but it, it just changes things up here and there just to make it a little bit more unique. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's definitely where it shines. And, yeah, most people just know Battletoads as one of the hardest games ever made. At least the NES version. Um, it's it's on the top list for a lot of people. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was all on purpose because they just wanted to uh, to have people play the game a lot, basically. That said, yeah, it was I... all part of the reason they did it. I read something about when they when they actually made the NES game. Now we're just talking about the NES game, but we're we're, we're getting to the Game Boy game. The NES game was the first game, so it's natural to talk uh, some about that one as well. Uh, but according to the article I read, uh, when they made a level in the in the NES game, they asked everyone in the office to play the level, and if someone beat it, they made it harder, and then it started <laughs> over. Can you guys beat this level? Yeah, I beat it. Oh, fine. Then we need to make it harder. And that's one of the reasons why it's so... The difficulty is so cruel. Because no one at the office was going to beat any of the levels. If it's yeah. true, I don't know. But I, I know, I know that I read an ar article about it. <laughs> yeah. But th most people will not remember Battletoads for their beat-em-up levels, to be no. honest. Because <laughs> no. those those are actually the easy levels. But uh, most people will remember it for the vehicle-based levels mm. or the, like, quote-unquote, different levels where, where you have to escape from something or have to do a platforming quote-unquote puzzle and, and things like that so those are the ones that stick out the most at least so yeah uh, so yeah uh, but yeah diving into uh, the game for game boy um the release dates i'm not like super sure about these first two ones but uh, apparently it came out in the u.s first in 1991 um and then in europe in Europe, uh, on February 25th, 1993. I'm not sure about the European release one. Like, I feel like that makes no sense. Uh, one and a half year later is strange, for sure. Especially yeah, usually how... it's a few months. Uh... Yeah, and Rare was in the UK as well. Um... Yeah, Rare was indeed a UK-based uh, company. Um, so, 
yeah, we, we've said it before. This is a rare game uh, developed by Rare. Uh, the original team who's now Playtonic. Uh, we've talked about Rare in the past, so I'm not yeah. going to dive uh, super super deep into them. <laughs> but it was published by Trade West, and Trade West had the uh, the Double Dragon IP tied to them and uh, Battletoads. But these were based in Texas. So All right. It, it, it kind of makes sense that it would come out in the US first then, but I don't know. Like, I'm really not sure about the European release date, especially not because I looked at the manual, I looked at the box art. They're the same for US and the EU. Uh, that, that's not like a problem, but they, uh, they all mention 1991, and I would assume it would say 93 somewhere uh, for Europe, but yeah. So it, yeah, not not sure about that at least. Um, it but it did get have a, been something with the violence in the game. If for if, the uh, I, for, yeah, I don't maybe. know, I'm just grasping here. Yeah, could be, could be. Uh, now we'll we'll never know <laughs> unless somebody from Rare actually <laughs> listens to the episode and and uh, confirms it. Yeah, yeah. So um, it did get a very late release in Japan. Uh, January 7, 1994. And there it got published by a company called NSC, um, which I never really heard of. And looking at their list, it's mostly like very Japanese only games. Uh, I see some Ranma games on here, Langrizer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, these are definitely just like Japanese titles. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I'm I've curious now, though. Game. Have you actually played the Japanese version of this uh, game? I have not. No, like I don't know if it's different or anything. Yeah, because I know that the Famicom version of the NES game uh, it's a lot easier. Uh, a mm -hmm, lot of enemy mm -hmm. changes uh, in placements. Uh, you start with two more extra guys, uh, <coughs> right, right, right. like bigger platforms, stuff like that in the in the Famicom version and the mm -hmm. Genesis version. Another, I think, master system as well is actually based on the easier Famicom version. So mm -hmm, now, okay. now I really feel like I have to play this game tonight, the Japanese um, version. To yeah, see if um, there's any difference with this game fresh in memory. Yeah, I did not even think about that. Yeah, usually we we just go with it's probably the same game, but uh, yeah. Yeah, ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's the same game with maybe yeah. a different title screen. But uh, seeing how rare yeah. rare changed the NES game, maybe they did something to this as well. Yeah, it always surprises me. Like most people think that Japanese version is is the hard one, and then it gets ported to the US or the or Europe, and and they get the easier version. But it worked the other way around as well. Like games that were released solely in the US or or in Europe that were so hard considered that when they eventually got a Japanese release, they were yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's weird. Like, why can't we just have all the same difficulty? Like, who cares? Like <laughs> yeah, and take Ninja Gaiden 3 on NES as an example as well. The Famicom yeah. version got a password and infinite continuous. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. The US version got five continuous, no password, and like double damage from every enemy in the game. That, yeah. That's not even fair. The, the, yeah, the Famicom it's version weird, is easy it. mode. 
Yeah, yeah same with Castlevania 3. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ex- exactly. Yeah. Easier in Japan, but harder in the US. And, <laughs> and then you have Mario 2, which never came out in the US because it was considered too hard. Like, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> I think I think just both sides never really understood the, uh. <laughs> what, what they wanted out of a game. But yeah, oh man. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, so yeah, developed by Rare, published by Trade West or NSC, like I said, and the composer, as I mentioned before, David Weiss, the incredible David Weiss. Yeah. Like char- characters by Kevin Bayliss. He, he, he uh, has designed the, uh, he designed the characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and Paul, Paul Machaket. That's a hard name, like even <laughs> for a European guy. <laughs> I don't know how to actually pronounce it. Paul Mashakek, I would say it. So sorry if we butcher your name, but he was uh, mostly responsible for, for making the entire Battletoads series, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, David Wise, I think we've talked about him in the past as well. Uh, yeah, incredible composer. Like together with Grant Kirkhope and and Alberto Gonzalez, they're like the three names you will always hear when it comes to European composers. They're just incredibly talented people, yeah. and they're still making music to this day. Oh. I've I've been to a uh, um, uh, convention in Sweden where both David Weiss and Kevin Bayliss uh, were in a panel talking about the music and uh, how they they worked at Rare and. Uh, yeah, how David Weiss got the job at Rare. Super interesting. Oh, nice. Yeah. Maybe there's a, like a YouTube video or something about that. Yeah, I'm that. sure there are yeah. tons on. They they were coming to Sweden last spring as well. But yeah, the pandemic yeah. made that no conventions were ever hold again. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. So, yeah. If, if you don't know David Weiss, you have never played... A lot of good games. That's all I can say. Yeah, uh, you will you will always recognize his compositions mm. for sure. So yeah, that's uh, the team behind the game. There's a lot more people involved, of course. Uh, can't yeah. can't name them all. Um, so yeah, let's dive uh, into the plot of the actual game. Yeah, the, 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 I I didn't know the plot of the game before this episode. To be honest. <laughs> Because the game itself doesn't really tell you the, the the meat and potatoes of the plot. You only get, like, what's happening in between the stages. Yeah, like with most most games, actually. Like, I think Ninja Gaiden was probably the, the uh. <laughs> best example of how to convey the story before the game starts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, usually you have to rely on uh, the instruction manual, and luckily we have it, so... Uh, I'll, I'll get through the story here. So again, this is a sequel to the original, but it's it's not really tied into the story at all or anything. But uh, um, So yeah, Toadnapped. While partying on Las Vega, a deep space leisure station, the three Battletoads, Zitz, Rash and Pimple, get pleasantly sidetracked by Italian Torex Dancer. Unfortunately, the dancer isn't what she appears to be, and soon reveals herself as the evil Dark Queen. The Toads fight valiantly against overwhelming odds, but are eventually overpowered. Yet all is not lost. Although Rash and Pimple are taken prisoner, Zitz makes it to the Toadster and burns space back to the Vulture and Professor T-Bird, the Battletoads' mentor. 
Raj and Pimple are taken away in the Gargantua to the planet Armageddon, but luckily Zitz and the Professor are hot on their trail. So there's a situation, Zitz. The Dark Queen stoat-napped your best bodies. What are you gonna do about it? You're gonna get real mad, that's what you're gonna do. And then you're gonna get even. Professor Bird's gonna set you down on Armageddon, but from then it's up to you. You've got a long way to go, Zitz. Into caverns, across swamps, and even through the belly of the dreaded worm. And ultimately, of course, you're gonna have to defeat the terrible, the towering, the truly toad-splatting Romo-Manus mutant. Have you got what it takes to be a bona fide battle toad? We'll soon see, one way or another. So, I'm curious about <coughs> two things reading this plot here. Did they get a lap dance from the Dark Queen? And Probably. How, how did they know that they had to go through the belly of the dreaded worm? <laughs> Is that like the official road to whatever place they are ending up to? Sure, or or it's got eaten. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I got I got questions about, uh, but <laughs> what retro game doesn't give you more questions than than answers? <laughs> oh boy, yeah, well, yeah, that, so, that's that's just the Battletoads way. Like it's it's zany. It doesn't make much sense, but yeah, it's it amazing. Do you have a favorite <laughs> toad, by the way? Not really, because like. <laughs> They all feel the same, at least in the Game Boy versions, you know? Like, I, I never really played the NES or SNES or arcade versions, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really have a have a favorite, to be honest. Yeah, I, I always like Pimple, the, the, the brute, the big one. Right, uh, right. The, like, he's the brown or orange or yellow or whatever you call him. Uh, I think I think it's the cool, coolest of the bunch, for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pimple guy. <laughs> don't take that out of context. <laughs> yeah, no, no favorite for me. Maybe if I played uh, play once where I actually have a difference between them. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I know that your favorite is Dark Queen. If you had to choose one of them, that's the true. <laughs> that's true. She is amazing, and you can play as her in a new one. So I should yeah, yeah. probably that's check true. it out. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's dive into the actual gameplay. Um, yeah, I've added this because we never mentioned it, but now we have already mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I just figured out like we've been doing this for almost three years, and we never really say the genre of the game when we get into it. So and, uh, and then yeah. we get to this game that has like a, not a defined genre. Yeah, it's not indeed. an RPG or an, a traditional platformer. It's a yeah. beat 'em up slash arcade style with vehicle stages yeah. thingy going on. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's what you would say an action game. <laughs> so yeah, there's could, a lot of action it in it. <laughs> yeah. uh, weird terms. Gameplay, genres is yeah, it's 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 hard to define for some games. But yeah, this is beat 'em up and and arcades. Even shmup basically as well. like it. It's everything. Uh, so. It offers a lot of variety. Um, yeah, the controls of this game, pretty simple. Uh, a jumps, hold A to jump higher. Uh, works the same on some vehicles. Um, B does a punch or uses a weapon. Uh, there aren't that many weapons in this one, and I prefer not to use them, actually. Yeah, uh, the weapons are weak. 
I'd yeah, say. They're, they're, they're not really good. Uh, because the game really depends on you to combo enemies to do the most damage. And the way you do that actually is really good. Uh, you just hold the button instead of uh, mashing the button. I, I like that way more than, than actually mashing the button. You, you can um, mash if you wanna. It, you can, the, but you do less damage because... You. Yeah, because you... A normal enemy basically takes a lot of normal hits, but if you do the combo, it only takes like two combos basically, or sometimes one uh, to take them out. And um, apparently, there's some some really nice names for the attacks. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we got we got. Uh, I, I I take half of them, and you can take the rest. So we <laughs> sure. got we got. What what if people haven't that listen to this haven't played the Battletoad series? They got a pretty interesting thing to their attacks where the final attack in a combo if or if you like punch someone off a platform or into the ground their hands their feet their head their their limbs whatever can turn into like everything from their hand can be a very very big hand or a sledgehammer that just pummels them away or or like their their naked toad foot can look like a big spiked boot and they can even grow ram horns when they are tackling the <laughs> yeah. enemies uh, so if you don't if you don't know that about the battletoads these names we are going to read for you might be a little uh, more you, you can you can picture what is happening to the toad right now so we got the bigfoot that's obviously the boot i was talking about we got the jawbuster i don't know what that's about uh, we got the Anvil Slam, and I think we only see that one in the swamp level, where they bash their head against the ground to kill mm -hmm. the enemies, turning the head into a, an actual anvil. We got the Big Bad Boot. Oh, that's the boot. That's not the Bigfoot. Oh, my bad. And then we got the Kiss My Fist. That's a very good <laughs> attack, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man but that, that's not all we have more uh we have the drop the chop which i have no I, that's probably the axe or something yeah uh, maybe. <laughs> when, yeah it might just be when you have the axe could be uh, could be yeah um you have the jet ski swing uh that's when you actually use your jet ski to punch enemy yeah uh, I, I, imagine this you're you're like some you're going down a river and then you grab your jet ski and you pull it up in the air and you bash the enemies and then you place it in the water underneath the toad again. It's a pretty unique move. To <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it it kind of looks like uh, if you play Tony Hawk and one of the special moves is yeah, called yeah. Superman, uh, where you like stretch your arbs out and you have yeah. your plank right in your plank your board whatever right in front of you that that's kind of it but you use it to bash um <laughs> then you have the bt bashing ball that's when you're going down the rope uh, yeah. you can you can turn into a, a weight or this is just a ball i guess um you got you got the battletoad <laughs> butt i don't know which one this is but, i have no clue what the battle uh, butt is all about <laughs> apparently you get a huge butt or something uh and then you have the nuclear knuckles I don't know. Very unsure about that one as well. Maybe yeah. the jump attack. I don't know. No. That could be. Uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, those are uh, are the moves. Uh, they're they're just fun names for for when yeah. they uh, kind of transform. So it's it's great. Um, 
So yeah, those are the moves. Um, you can do a run by double tapping. It doesn't really work that way for me. Like, it yeah, it's I I I don't think like you have to be very precise on the timing, or maybe the game doesn't like it drops frames or something when you're trying to run. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's finicky for sure. Yeah, at at least in this one, I don't get to run. Like in the other ones, I can do it because then I use that for destroying the enemies but yeah i don't know what the, what run does here like it, it's not very useful anyway so um start pauses the game and select doesn't do anything as far as i know unless it it's might, in the menu it might skip a cutscene uh, so like no no function says the manual okay, so yeah, okay, no, right, no right. function uh, one so thing yeah, that, to notice about case. this game is uh i played a lot of nes battletoads before <laughs> playing this one and in NES Battletoads, it's all about ramming the enemy. You're using mm-hmm, the double mm-hmm. tap run all the time, ramming yep. the enemies um, or tackling the enemies. But in this one, it, it takes a little while to understand that that attack is pretty useless, actually, in this game. Yes. Uh, just like we said, it, it's pretty strange to, to run by double tapping. Uh, so you will go for like the regular combo or even just spam, spamming out that jumping attack. Uh, that's nothing you can do in like the NES game as well. Uh, it's a pretty unique move for this first Game Boy game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's something I definitely didn't realize at the start again uh, when replaying this game because the latest ones I've played were... Uh, Battletoads Double Dragon and Ragnarok's World mm. uh, where, yeah, the dash is the most important attack you have in the game and I totally forgot that this game doesn't work like this, so uh, in this one you really want to do the jump punch, like yeah, yeah. it's the best thing you have, it, it destroys yeah. everything in two or three hits um, and it will come into play for, for the bosses as well, uh, yeah. which we will get to um so yeah, let's go over the stages. There are uh, eight of them, I think. One, two, three, four, yeah. five, six. Yeah, Great. eight stages, indeed. Um, and they're all actually super short stages. Like, um, if you played another Battletoads game, they usually go on for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this one, they're all basically a minute and a half stages if you're going fast. Yeah, they're, so they're bite-sized. Yeah, they're, they're really short in this one, which I also forgot about uh, after playing the other two games because they're a lot longer in that one for sure um the stages don't really have any names uh as far as i could find so i I just said something doesn't matter um first off you start at the cliffs um it's just a rocky path something you would immediately recognize if you're playing a battletoad game it always starts at like these kind of cliff stages, like you can jump up some things, uh, but nah, nothing yeah. really special. You just have to get to the right side, and and that's basically it. There, there's no uh, gaps to jump over or anything like that. It's it's a very simple stage. Yeah, and it's the same in the NES version, and it's the same in the SNES version. It, it's a very traditional first stage of a Battletoads game. <clears throat> yeah, um, you would immediately encounter uh, your first enemy of the game called a Psycho Pick. Uh, it's like a big pig who wields an axe. You could take the axe from him, he drops it after you've defeated him, but I would recommend not doing that no, <laughs> because just, it just, makes just it a lot keep, harder. 
just keep with the jump punching. Yeah. When you get that one, uh, when you got that one under control, that's like half the game beaten already. Yeah, indeed. Um, there's some more enemies that you come across. One called the Grog. Uh, another <laughs> one. Yeah, the Grog. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I like the name, the Grog. <laughs> like, oh, it's Friday evening. Let's let's <laughs> have a Grog. <laughs> yeah. No, the manual says just a baby darkling, but the only rattle you'll hear will be the sound of your teeth as they collect with its fists. Yeah, so, very, yeah. very nice. They look a lot weirder in the game than in the manual, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also the red zaps which are rats in like a spaceship trying to shoot you um, and then the clubba only appears twice uh, it's just an arm with a club <laughs> that comes out of, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Out of, out that, of a cave the, I hate that, that one is that one is killing everyone playing the game for the first time yeah I hate those things I don't know what the hitbox is on those yeah it's, it's a very it's a very strange like rhythm to hit them and yeah it's they are gonna hit you. This yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, they're they're really easy to to hit you with their yeah. combo. It's yeah. weird, uh, but yeah, it's a pretty short pace up into the boss, uh, who in this case is General Slaughter, uh, which is a huge bull, I think, as far as I can. Yeah, tell. Yeah, he should be a bull. Yeah, I think it's it's a bull. Um, and yeah, like we mentioned uh, here comes your jump punch into play. Um, for some reason, you can really juggle bosses when, when jump punching. They fly up in the air and you can keep them afloat. Um, for a pretty good while, they might drop down. Uh, but you can probably just rush your way through them by jump punching uh, without them ever attacking you. Uh, especially this first one. He doesn't do much if, yeah, if, you, and, if you don't and... let him. If you by mistake let him land, uh, you will probably grab him uh, in a grapple right. by mistake. And then you will just throw him away and you can keep juggling him with the jump punches. So yeah. I have only defeated this boss in this way. I can't remember trying to defeat him in any other way. <laughs> it, yeah, you immediately... Yeah, you just immediately start doing that because you know, oh, this is the strongest thing I have, so of course I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. use it. So, so I don't yeah, know, maybe these... the axe is super good against him. I wouldn't know. I, maybe. I don't the axe. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but yeah, it, it's really simple. Like uh, usually, what you expect from beat 'em up bosses that you have to like do a certain pattern or something like that, and they do have patterns. That's not the problem. Uh, <laughs> so they they could have a cool pattern that you can. That you need to avoid or something, but you just jump and punch like yeah. that. That's all you do. Like I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, once 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 you've beaten General Slaughter, you go into uh, basically a shoot 'em up stage. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're on a, you're on a rocket and you can shoot with your B button. That's all you can do. You can um, charge the shot as well. You can hold B to and actually you can make charge a big shot. Uh, yeah. blast. Yeah. Uh, the stage is divided into sections, so you have to survive each section or otherwise you're going to be sent back to the checkpoint, I guess. Um, so the first part of the stage is just uh, small enemies trying to attack you. I don't know which ones they are, I don't see them. I think if you scroll down in the manual, uh, they are called flappers. 
They fly directly at you in vast hordes. Be prepared to do some fancy blasting oh, if yeah, you expect yeah, the to survive the onslaught. Uh, so yeah, it, it's are, just uh, birds attacking yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the toads. Or, well, the toad sits. Uh, yeah, I didn't see these because I didn't have pictures. Uh, so, yeah, the, these are... i pretty sure the pattern of them is random. I'd um, say that as well. Yeah, uh, I think because I, I looked at the speed run before uh, before recording, so I think they're completely random. Um, but yeah, you can shoot them or you can just avoid them, whatever, uh, until you reach the checkpoint and then you phase off against uh, some kind of spaceship thingy called the Auto Guardian. Um, you can shoot it normally, it opens up uh, before it tries shooting you, but if you have a charged shot, you can basically destroy it in one hit uh it's a little in between thing um after that you basically go into the turbo tunnel of this game uh yeah if you and it's super if you win. super easy like yeah you you so, get prompts on the screen what to where to move and you should have no problem at all uh, beating this part of the game yeah, it's it's like really easy compared to a turbo tunnel and yeah, then yeah, other it's... things like that. Uh, it's very easy to avoid. Um, after that, you face off against. Uh... It's another auto guardian, right? Uh, maybe yeah, maybe it's the auto guardian. E- either it's that or it's the rodent rockets, uh, which are just rats on on a rocket. Uh, same deal. You can just shoot them or avoid yeah. them. Yeah, uh, I usually I stay they're... on top of the screen or south of the screen and just shoot a straight line. And if I see that a rodent won't get hit because it's a pixel too too high about my shot, I just like go up a couple of pixels and shoot him down. So yeah, it's, it's a super, super easy big. section as well. Yeah, uh, they only take one hit, so they're yeah. easy to, to take care of. Uh, I think there are 27 of them. In total, <laughs> before you reach the checkpoint, uh, so you can you can uh, start counting if you want yeah. to. Yeah, uh, and after that you go into the boss fight of this stage, which is uh... oh no, this is Rodent Rocker. Wait, oh. now I'm confused. Now I'm confused. Uh, oh yeah, this yeah, is oh the yeah, we, the, the, it was Bat Rats, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 Bat Rats for the yeah, yeah. So, uh, Rodent Rocket is the boss of this game, who is uh, a rat in a spaceship. Um, weirdly enough, he doesn't have a hitbox. That's what I found yeah. out. So, you can basically fly into him uh, uh-huh. if you want cool. to. Uh, the only thing that actually hurts you during the boss fight is uh, the projectiles that he's shooting at you. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, the, the way this fight works, uh, just like any shoot-em-up, you have to destroy all the parts of the spaceship and then uh, he gets destroyed. If you are good at mashing, this will be over very quickly. Yeah. Um, first, you have to take care of the trees smaller guns on his ship and then he uh like reveals his final weapon i guess uh but yeah if you're good at mashing you can definitely get through this very quickly um i must say this is a hard part to mash um like i'm the a sec- pretty good masher but it's harder than the first part for sure yeah it, it, like it takes a lot of hits and mm. i don't know it's worse very, out pretty quickly. One very interesting part about this boss, boss fight is that you get a health refill before he spawns. Before it, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's true. Because yeah, 
when when you have beaten like the level just before the boss, the screen goes blank. So I guess it just loads a new part of the game. Yeah. Uh, but when we fought General Slaughter, he he like, he he stands at the end of a level waiting for us. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. guess that is why we are getting the health refill. But it's a welcome health refill. I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like if if you had some troubles during the earlier part of the stage, it's definitely welcome to have full health for a boss. Uh, but yeah, again, pretty simple boss. Uh, mashing helps you out. Like it's harder if you don't know how to mash properly, because then you have to start dodging a lot of sh- uh, shots that he fires at you. So uh, yeah, and you <laughs> can shoot his projectiles. So if yeah, you are you good at mashing, you will eventually win that like tug of war. And, yeah. and just uh, his his projectiles will go away in your mashing barrage. Well, yeah, that takes care of our uh, our second stage of the game. After that, we <laughs> I call it hell. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Like it, it's like a, a cave, I think, with with some fire yeah, or something. Like, like. Small like campfires, and we got yeah. some. Uh, what are those things called that the Tarzan is swinging about? Uh, yeah, vines, ropes. Yeah, vines. <laughs> I, I, like, they're not vines, but like, they're, they're yeah, I don't know. They're weird, but here, for sure. the music here, oh my god, I love the third stage song. It's such a great tune. Very good, yes. Yeah, I just, oh. I, I just get a smile on my face every time I get to the third level. Yeah, this is this is the one I always start humming with, yeah. like <laughs> automatically for no reason. Like I just can't stop myself. So now we got now we get to encounter some new enemies, the the classic rats, the giblets. Because uh, we had pigs in the first stage, and now on the third stage we get to fight giblets and the tornadoes. Yeah. So, so we actually punch away tornadoes coming at us. <laughs> yeah because why not like just yeah, we're totes in space we, yeah. we yeah. do whatever and, we want <laughs> and you also have uh, the crunch us uh in this stage yeah, i i really love the manual telling us it's a terrifying mix of a kangaroo and a walrus and yeah at, 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 looking at the picture i cannot see the kangaroo and i cannot see the wall nope not at <laughs> all like and it uh, wow it doesn't look like anything really it's it, uh, it just a it's it's a big jaw with a little <laughs> stumpy body and two legs yeah it know, looks it like ah uh, oh, why can't i come up with the name of those movies now Tremors, there we go. Yeah, 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 it looks like one of the tremor worms, but like shorter and with two legs. That that's yeah. basically what the crunch is. So if it's a kangaroo, where does it have the child in the mouth with the teeth? Or yeah, I, yeah, yeah. This, very this manual is good <laughs> questions. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Questionable description of this thing, but l- let's just say it's rude. It, uh, it's a crunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this is a it's a harder stage because of the platforming really there's a lot of holes you have to be aware of some platforms are really short um it's easy to fall in uh yeah. definitely if you're running too fast so uh, take your time with the platforming 
and you'll uh, you'll be fine. Like for, with the vines, if they are vines, only jump off after the camera has moved to the yeah. to the platform and things like that. So this is just basically teaching you <clears throat> teaching you how to platform. Uh, and one very welcome thing about this game, we have so far uh, not seen a timer. You can take all the time you want in yes. the stages so far. Yep. No, so that's, it's not that's like easy super... enough. <laughs> you, it's not like Super Mario Land where you have to get in, in goal in a certain amount of time. Yeah. So, yeah. Take your time until you run into the boss of this stage. Uh, the Darkling. Uh, which is, I think, a flying crunch, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just a flying crunch. Um, it has two phases, if I remember correctly. Uh, I, I just played it. You can lock him down so that he will only do one of the phases. Yeah, yeah, uh, just like the previous boss, jump and punch, just jump and punch. <laughs> That's yeah, all you need to do. If you compare him to General Slaughter, General Slaughter himself couldn't hurt you with mm -hmm, body contact. Mm -hmm. He actually had to punch you or grab you. Yeah. But with this flying cruncher, body contact will send you flying. So you actually, you, thankfully, the jumping punch, it, your punch, your hand gets very big. It's very easy to hit him. But body contact will damage you quite a lot, actually. Yes. So you will have to be careful how you how you fight this guy. Because he will s start swooping down at you and uh, come from different sides of the screen and stuff like that. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, so definitely keep your distance instead of jumping forward, just jump straight up. Yeah. Uh, so you avoid getting hit by him. Um, yeah, it, it, but it's still a pretty easy boss. Like, again, the bosses in this game are not really, really that hard to deal with. So, um, if if we didn't have the jump punch, the bosses would have been a lot different. Yes. Uh, from a difficulty Absolutely. Uh, side. Yeah. But that, that's definitely a beat-em-up trope. There is always one move yeah. <laughs> that just destroys everything, always. So you just have to figure it out. And for this one, it's, <laughs> it's really easy to figure out. Um, so yeah, that's uh, stage three, hell, whatever. Um, so after that, we end up in a swamp. Um, this is a mix of a stage. It ba basically half a normal stage with... Uh, with some platforming and, and beating things, and half a water scooter stage, so uh, it, it switches around. Uh, during the first part, you come across something that's on the ground, but uh, leeches apparently. Um, yeah. That you have to punch uh, pretty oh, easy. Well, you have to skull bash them with yeah, your so, anvil yeah. head attack. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, pretty easy to avoid those. Um, the platforming is a little bit harder because you have to basically jump on some rocks that go in and out of the water uh but yeah it's it, it's pretty all right like it's it's only like five jumps or something and you're done yeah. with that part of the game anyways um uh, and again you're not you're not on a timer so take yeah. your time the the jumps are easy if you if you just take it easy yeah absolutely um and yeah then you go into the second part of a stage which is on the on the scooter yeah, and it's business as usual. Um, I don't really remember the exact order. Is it? Or we're back to the section thingy with the with the spaceship on stage two. So the first section is it the logs 
You're supposed yes. to dodge up and... You more or less go up and down every other log that comes into the screen. But as it goes a little bit faster, you need to like stay up at two logs and then you swoop down. Uh, and if you make a mistake, you can actually jump in this part as well. Yeah. So if you're unsure that you will hit the log or not, you, you can just like take a chance and, and jump and you might uh, not take the damage. And yeah. this is a very strange thing about the game as well, because if you die in the beat-em-up sections, you will respawn exactly mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. died. But all of a sudden, the game throws these like sections at you that you have to complete like perfectly, or, or else you will have to do the section over and over again. Yeah, and the thing to notice about the jump... You can stay in the air for a long time on these things. <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> how he does it, but you can really, really stay up in the air for a long time. Um, you will get go down eventually, but uh, yeah, you can avoid a lot of obstacles just by hovering, yeah. basically. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, first uh, part is indeed the locks. Then I believe the. Whirlpools? Whirlpool. Yeah, I'd say whirlpools. Um, yeah. Uh, then there's like these tentacles coming out of the out of the water. And yeah. then you have to avoid two rats in a boat, basically. <laughs> and, yeah, that, that, that part is just stupid. Cause yeah, that is just so a very stupid part. <laughs> and you are moving so fast. So, they, they, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they, they are just stupid, those enemies. They, they don't yeah. contribute to... They, they don't even try to hit you. They just have like a... Pattern. Yeah, they're having I, I, a stroll at, at the river. Uh, they're called <laughs> the Red Dingies, and I love how the manual says, you'll need all the skill and agility you can muster to get past these river-based rota. No, you don't. <laughs> you, you really don't. <laughs> Excellent description. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yeah, after that, you uh, come across the boss of this stage called the Wicked Worm. Um, so, yeah, Wicked Worm... Guess what you need to do for this guy? <laughs> uh, oh, you, you you actually don't have to jump here. You can only punch here. No, you you jump. I don't jump. I just stand still at, uh, at the You can do that as mesh. well, yeah. Right, it it right. kind of depends on what Heidi is. Um, All right, Because right. he does lengthen his neck around. Uh, but yeah, you can just punch him until he croaks. Uh, he has two forms as well. One is attached to his body. The other one is just a flying hat. Uh yeah, it's jump and punch or punch. Like, yeah. just keep your distance, just like with the darkling, because uh, body contact will hurt. Uh, if, if you stay to the left of the screen, I think he will cause you trouble, because then he will start attacking, I guess. But if you stay, <laughs> like, really close to him and you just mash the B button or A and B button, then, then he, he will just yeah, go back and forth. Like, uh, he, was, he will wiggle back and forth. And you will, you, yeah, his life bar will go down faster than anything in this game. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a, but then again, he get get hits with a jet ski. I guess, I guess that hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, again, bosses are very simple in this game. Once you know how to uh, exploit their, their, not even their weakness, like <laughs> your strength, I guess, <laughs> how to exploit yeah. your strength. Something uh, like that. Yeah, so very easy. Um, so apparently the wicked worm eats you, even though we killed him. Um, so we're in the worm now. Yeah. 
Um, and I called this the Balder race, but apparently it's his brain. It's the worm's uh, brain. It's, it's just strange. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. I call this the casual player game over. Because you're going to get a game over here, probably. Absolutely. So this is, this is the stage that uh, will make or break you. Uh, the very first time you come across, or even the subsequent four times. Yeah. Um, the boulder race kind of resembles if you've played the NES uh, Battletoads, the one where you're on that scooter, where something is chasing you. Uh, so it needs precise inputs, basically, in order to stay ahead of the brain that's following you. Uh, it's basically a maze where you go through, uh, you have to navigate through it. It goes up, down, left, right, wherever you want it to be. Um, and you have to just be really quick about it. Like you have to remember where to go or just know how to react very fast. Um, a, a big thing about this one. And I don't know if it's because of the brain bouncing at, uh, at like making the ground wiggle or that it's just because, and we, we haven't talked about this, but I will come back to it at the end of the stage part. Um, because sometimes the inputs don't really do what they need to do. Um, so the jumping up sections in this part can be really hard if your jump just gets cancelled immediately. Yeah, I, I, I think that your input gets eaten because you can see the screen shaking all the time with the brain yeah. bouncing at you. So I'd say maybe once every 30th frame, you cannot press the A button to jump or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And, and your input just get eaten and then yeah. it's too late. Because this, this, this stage is a time trial, more or less. Yeah. A reversed time trial because you're chased. So you will, you will fail faster because you will get killed by the brain if it was yeah. a regular time trial you actually know oh i was five second too slow i need to i need to go faster but here you actually get defeated if you don't if you don't make the cut yeah no yeah it's it's probably the longest stage in the game just because of this yeah. um like it's a set maze you have to go through um, and you have to reach the end um and the yeah, brain it, it, actually got a life bar here uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. Like every time he bounces, he, he destroys himself. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a weird setup, but yeah, it, it works for Battletoads because we're used to stages like this. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, yeah um, so this is a very tough stage for sure, um, especially if you're not familiar with the series and you're just playing this for the first time. This yeah. will give you a lot of trouble. Um, there's no checkpoints or anything. You have to get through it in one go or you have to restart the entire thing. Um, good news is there's no boss, at least, because the boss is chasing you, basically. <laughs> so so the moment you reach the end, it is over now. Yeah, I, I know what I did when I tried to learn this part of the game uh, is that uh, there is... I don't know if it's spikes or fangs or there, there, there are some spiky things going on mm-hmm, in the tunnel mm-hmm. that's just uh, decor kind of. Uh, yeah. But but you can start counting those if you if you're if you know there's a, a tight turn coming, then you can like oh it's four of those spiky <coughs> things here. Then I jump to the right. It's two spiky things. So it's just not 
it, it, it's not a bland tunnel. You can actually see like patterns mm-hmm. and remember stuff about it. It's it's a good uh, casual player uh, hint for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like the biggest time set, well, not the biggest thing you can do to get a hat and give yourself some uh, room for failure later on is with the drops, basically. Um, just try to stay in the middle and just wiggle a little bit left and right and you will fall down a big part of the stage. Uh, it's it's like right at the start, there's already one of those descents uh, where you just have to like press left, right, left, right and you fall yeah. down completely. Uh, the brain cannot do that. It has to bounce on every side. So that will give you a lot of time to mess up later. So um, yeah, there's two sure. parts of those in, in this stage. So... Uh, that that's definitely a big hell, but it will take practice. If you haven't done it before, if this is the first time you're seeing it, this will probably game over you for sure. Yeah, I, I replayed the game before the before this recording, and I I died once at the boulder race or the brain race or whatever, mm-hmm. just because I haven't done it for two years. But the second second attempt, I got uh, no problem at all. I remember. Yeah, f- for me, like I had to play the game twice to get to the end. Uh, first time i died at the final boss but the first time i did the bullet race i, I forgot that this was even in the game and i was like, <laughs> oh no this bullet race and i just did it like no problems whatsoever i didn't even see the bowler <laughs> on the screen so I was, well the brain uh, i was like wow I, I really remember this so so there's something in your brain that just clicks when you have done it you know what to do then so yeah, Even after of, so, so many A lot of years, games so. got that thing that when you get on the other side of the barrier, you get it every time. Yeah. And this is one of those stages. Like, mm-hmm. when you have beaten it the first time, you will get it almost every time after that. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. If you do have some troubles with this stage, really can get past it. I'll come back to it uh, later. Yeah. Uh, we, we can talk a little bit more about it then. Uh, but, but there are some... Uh, some things you could do, possibly. <laughs> Buy a game genie. <laughs> or your dad, yeah, but no. You don't need that. E-Bloody Candy told me that in, in the in the accessory episode of This is Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. True, yeah. Buy a game genie, yeah. No, it's, 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 uh, it's a little simpler than that, so. Uh, or less costly, I guess. Um, so yeah, brain done. Uh, time for the... Uh, what I call the chasm descent, but maybe you're just going through the bowels of the worm now. I, I have no idea anymore but what these <laughs> what these levels like are. Enemies in his yeah yeah I'm, yeah. I'm whatever. Not gonna like, ask more questions from this point. <laughs> so yeah, this is also very typical of uh, battle toads. Uh, you descend down a long vertical tunnel on a rope. It's that's, the Vicky Tunnel from the NES version, and the SNES yeah. version got a similar stage as well. Yeah. Well, uh, pretty simple stage. Very short, actually. Like, this is super short. Um, you only come across a few enemies in this. Like, there's the... The the, phew, the bat threats? No. The ravens? Uh, the ravens do drop their beak, um, which you can use as a weapon, uh, which I do suggest. Like, it makes it a little bit bit easier uh, I, unlike the other battletoads games you cannot use it to juggle enemies though <laughs> uh enemies just die in one hit with this thing but i i got a thing about this tunnel that i know that 
everyone that plays it the first time don't don't realize because you, you got the punch it's the yeah. same as the nes version and you got the raven beak same as the yeah. nes version but you also got a downward kick no, and seeing okay. how we're going down in a tunnel and we got a big ass foot in the southern part of the toad you can just spam that that kick button to mm. to tomorrow um, later in the later in the stage we will face snotball uh, and yeah. the, those actually instant kill you yeah <laughs> but but the downward kick like the entire foot of the toad is invulnerable so um. you can just spam those snotballs without even have to worry about the instant kills um, and I'm pretty sure when I played this the first time it took me many, many tries until I actually even pressed the A button to try. It does yeah, that button I, nah, do I never did. I never knew. So this is yeah, the, the, the downward kick is amazing. It kills everything. You know, there's also those rats trying to cut your wire yes. with the, with the scissors. Yeah, and that's a bit risky with the punch. But again, with the downward kick, you're not even yeah. in harm's way. <laughs> so. Yeah, never knew about it. So yeah, there you yeah. Go. <laughs> finding out new things. Amazing. Yeah. And we have we have the Dark Queen's favorite enemy here as well. Or well the the, the Dark Queen's favorite I don't even know this word. Horticultural menace. I have the no Sat- idea what the horticultural <laughs> is, but yeah. the the Saturn toad trap. Those <laughs> uh, like uh, plant thing is trying to eat eat yeah. you. Beware, it's quick and hungry and can be mean trouble to a passing toad. But then again we have our secret weapon. The downward kick that kicks the shit out of everything. Yeah, see, I, I learned a thing. I never <laughs> knew. Yeah, that's uh, it's a good tip for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a very short descent, like I mentioned. Um, there's some obstacles in your way that you have to avoid, but nothing too hard to Yeah, we got some spikes. We got some enemies. We got yeah. some. Uh, and at the bottom, you uh, come across Big Block, uh, the chief of the Rodent Army. So all those rats you have been defeating, that's that's the chief. Um, Guess what? You jump and you punch (laughs) and you win. (laughs) But but you actually have to move around here quite a bit. Um, Yeah, you cannot juggle him indefinitely in this one, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because like the the Flying Crusher had you you hit on body contact. Uh, General Slaughter didn't have body Mm -hmm. contact hits. Big Black doesn't have it per se, but he can ground pound you, kind of like Mario. Uh, so if yeah. you he, he jumps around, uh, being being such a big guy, he jumps a lot. Uh, and if if he will land on the toad, he you will instant die as well. Because so you will have to get a rhythmic jumping punching mm-hmm. going on, so you don't get instant killed by by his uh, jumps. Yeah. Absolutely. There is a way to like push him into the corner, and then you can just keep on going. Oh, I've uh, never without... seen. Uh, is it part of the speedrun? Maybe. Uh, I think so. Like when I was looking at it, he failed doing it, but he mentioned it that you can uh. put him in a corner. Because uh, yeah, I always I... jump uh, to the left and to the right all the time too. Like yeah, indeed. Like it, it's a pretty simple one. Just go beneath him and and do the same thing like yeah. <laughs> again it's a it's a very simple boss just like all the other ones so you don't have to worry about it 
So that takes care of the uh, of the descent uh, stage, and now we come across stage seven. <laughs> I I will never understand this level. I will <sighs> never grasp the circular platforms here. Yeah. So again, we don't know the names of these stages, and that's why I just call these this one the stupid X platforms, uh, <laughs> or SAP. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Man, I hate this. Like, I think this is the worst stage in any Battletoads game ever made. Uh, you, you, you got a circular platform with a pole in the middle. So when you jump on it and you press right, you go down the pole. But if you press left, you don't run to the left of the platform. You run a northern lap the pole yeah but if you somehow keep you go around the right pole. you will run in circles so, oh. and then we got spinning axe on the poles everywhere yeah so this stage is basically all platforming and avoiding uh these axes that spin around uh, like like a pole like a stripper's pole or something like i mean <laughs> yeah. they, they just spin around that and yeah it Suddenly, you have this 3D mechanic <laughs> to to how you're walking. And, like, I have no idea how to actually play this stage, no. to be perfectly and, honest. Um, and, and so far, the platforming has been okay, because we don't have any time limit. And we don't have a timer on these levels as well. But you got axes swirling about, about the poles. So you, you want to get off those platforms ASAP and... Then you will make mistakes because the, mm, the axes mm. are just eating your health away and they are eating your lives away. And then all of a sudden you use another continue, which you only have three of, right? Three, yeah, indeed. So you got a total of 12 lives? Yeah, so yeah we, we haven't mentioned this before, but um, like the way this game works with lives and things is a little bit different than in any other Battletoads game. Um, like in the other Battletoads game, you have ways to like farm one ups basically, and I think you have five continues in each one, uh, or maybe NES, not. Enes got three or four. Yeah, it's more than three for sure. Um, I'm then pretty it's sure four. about that. Um, so you have the opportunity to have a lot of lives if you know how to get them. Uh, there are tricks to that, and and even score gives you lives after. Yeah. Well, this one doesn't. You just have three lives per continue and or four lives per continue. I think it's three and four continues. Yeah. No. The hard like you're limited at least. And if you reach this stage, I hope you have a lot of them left. Yeah. <laughs> or you're just really good at time platforming because it it is not fun to get through it. Like the way I play it, I just go. Yeah. I don't even care about the hits. I just go as fast as possible, taking as little damage as possible. And, and yeah, that's the only way I know how to deal with this stage. Um, and like I said, I looked at the speedrun, basically the same deal. But I think it's a global timer, so you can kind of know where everything is going to gonna be but yeah the, these axes if they hit you three times you lose a life you can get stuck on them indefinitely if if you're just taking your time so 
there's no point in doing that. You just have to go. Um, and then because of that 3D revolving around the pole, if you jump at the wrong time, you're not level with the next platform. So you, <laughs> you, you just jump next to it basically and you lose it's a mess this is just a mess of a stage absolutely it looks sometimes it looks like you're gonna make the jump and the toad yeah. just falls in front of the platform it yeah. looks like he falls through it but thanks to the 3d perspective you were too too low on the screen or or, or too high on the screen or too to high make yeah, the jump. yeah. So it, it's 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 weird for for being a very good game in general, this stage is kind of weak. Yeah. But they, 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 they tried something new. They, they had a vision, I guess, and they... I don't know. Maybe they ran out of time to perfect the jumping mechanics. It was too, too big of an apple to bite or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really don't know where this came from, but... yeah, Apparently the axes are called the Banshee Blades. Sure. Uh... They I, I love it that the manual gave us a picture of the banshee blades, that <laughs> yeah. are, and and we don't give a picture of the snippers, the gaseous balloon enemies. Or it's not that the same. Is it? No, the, are... the snippers are the rats with the balloons. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't read. I, I'm you... not sure which ones these are. Because they are looking like uh, oh, it's crunches, but inflamed, inflated. Yeah. Uh, so there, there are. There's only one type of enemy on this stage, and I think it's called the muto cabbage. Um, oh. The nasty result of a failed experiment. Looking for some toe to blame. Um, if oh, there was another. Oh, I didn't see the final page of the, the final. Yeah, I think I think it's that one. Uh, but to give you. An example of what it looks like. If you've ever seen the TV movie The Langoliers, um, which is uh, based on the Stephen King book, you know exactly what this looks like. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, word you've word. seen the you've seen the the game version, yeah, yeah, so I, I, it's I, that. <laughs> that's a that's a Langolier, and it's funny because I was looking at the. Uh, I mentioned it when I was replaying it on stream and I was looking at the speedrun. He was also, oh, these damn Langoliers. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, if you've not seen the Langoliers, by the way, definitely do so. It's, yeah, it's I, need, I need my Mewtwo cabbage in my life yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the only enemy we will come across. I think there's four in total or something. Uh, they do a lot of damage if they hit you, though. So, mm, yeah. Uh, definitely but you know what? How, how do you defeat them? Jump and punch. <laughs> Jump and punch, for sure. Uh, you definitely don't want them swooping because that's that's not a good thing no. here. No. But yeah, and after the... some uh, stupid banshee blades dodging and platforming and uh, knocking langoliers out of the way, uh, you come across the big bat rat, uh, General Vermin. And he's more or less General Slaughter but with a bigger life bar and a whip. Yeah. Neat. And, and, and yeah, there's uh, some intricate trick to defeating this boss, and it's called jump and punch. <laughs> jump and, and sometimes punch. by mistake, you will grab him. Yeah. Him <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same boss uh, again. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm sure they do 
unique stuff, but <laughs> you never see it <laughs> if you just jump a bunch. So, uh, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's stage seven. And now we're on to the final stage. And I don't hate this stage, but I also do not really like it. To be honest, my uh, my note you 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 wrote the name of the stage uh, jetpack race, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but my name of the st- stage is stress incarnated. Because <laughs> now we yeah. have a timer, we have to defeat enemies on timer. We we're we're having a jetpack on the toad's back, and we're going uh, vertically, mm-hmm. like a shoot 'em up. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you have to shoot down, let me see the enemy's name were, droid, droid vaders. Robotic invader type aggressors known to pattern themselves after their famous heroes. So yeah, yeah they, they are space invaders, but... Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you, and we, t- this is a, again, a weird stage to do. I Like I said, I don't hate it, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, you got, you got going 10 up, seconds to you, live you, to actually... The, the problem with the stage is the timer, really. Yeah, the, pro- the problem of the stage is the timer. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's indeed a very tight timer for this section. Um, and as there are no checkpoints or anything, it makes it really stressful to get through it for sure. Um, the game wants you to speed up. Because if you just go the normal speed, you will uh, never reach the end at all. Um, but the problem is you still have to dodge every obstacle in your way. Um, those are actually easily avoidable. You have like those crushers and, and the electrical currents and things like that. Um, those are pretty easy to dodge, but because you're going so fast, you tend to just fly into the ceiling a lot. <laughs> yeah, th- thankfully, you got a life bar. Because a yeah. one-hit kill on this level would have... Yeah, that would have been too brutal. There's a lot of memorization going on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You can press down on the D-pad to actually stop the toad mid-air. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. again, you're on a such a tight timer, you don't ever want to press down to stop the toad to avoid damage. It's just better to take the damage and hope that the life bar will get you through. And... It will not get you through if you're you're making like more than three mistakes or something. Yeah, I think you can take four hits in total indeed to get through it. Um, it wouldn't be as bad if the progression of the stage didn't stop when you come across those space invaders. Uh, because then you have to take them down. Um, and you really need to be fast about it because otherwise you're going to lose a lot of time. And you have to shoot them basically twice, like once to destroy their their big version and then one to destroy their little version um at the start of these parts they are standing still and that is your time to do it quickly Mm. because if they start moving and they're the tiny ones it's so hard to just line up with them again yeah if if they move you have to reposition because you yeah you got a gun obviously we haven't really mentioned it but you're, you're supposed to shoot these guys down um so if they are going to the right then you will have to like shoot them a little bit to the right so the tiny enemy that spawns from the big guy dying or oh, well it's not he's not that big he's just a projectile style uh, size <laughs> uh, but but if if you shoot him to the left then then the tiny enemy will 
outrun you to the right and you will lose precious seconds that you actually need to escape the jetpack stage. Uh, so yeah, th this stage is gonna take some practice and uh, with the limited continuous you will get uh, this courage here for sure. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's... Ah, yeah, it's just not a good stage. Um, it's a very cool concept yeah. for a stage, but yeah, the the timer kind of kind of breaks it, especially the first time you're coming across this. Uh, yeah, because the life bar does it challenging enough, so we would have a little bit of tr trouble with the stage if the timer was gone and we had the life bar to to consider. But now we got both. Yeah. But yeah, you will you will get past it eventually uh, and then you can go back to the beginning of the game and, and listen to some nice music while, while you get back to stage 8 again <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah again like with all the other stages these stages are super short yeah by the way but but yeah it's it this one this one and the previous one are like really keeping you away from beating the game because of uh, good ideas that were not implemented very well, basically. Yeah. So, well. But yeah, after that, uh, it's time for the final boss of the game, Robo Manus. Um, and he's a little bit different than the other bosses. <laughs> it's no more jumping and punching this time around. Uh, you can't even hit them with a regular yeah, attack. You indeed. actually have to pick up the mallet. Mallet, hammer, that uh, conveniently is placed in the same room as uh, Robo Manus. Yeah, and Robo Manus is not like any other bosses where you just have to, uh, where he's moving around the screen and you have to hit him. No, he's a stationary enemy uh, with three parts. Parts you have to destroy, um, and yes, you have to destroy all three of them. Because uh, thankfully, they're... if if <coughs> Robo Manus defeats you. Oh, well, you lose a guy at him. You don't have to do the yet pack race again. Yeah. Uh, you actually keep on beating him. So even if you, you've, uh, like, say, destroyed one of his arms and you die, you just continue there, like the regular beat-em-up stages, and you can, con can continue to destroy yeah. the other parts of him. Indeed. Um, so Robomanus has basically two attacks. Um, both his arms have a gun that shoot at you um there is not really a safe zone but sometimes you get lucky enough that you can stand in one place for a very long time and it will just mm. not hit you basically um so you just want to find a good position and start hammering away at one of the arms uh and then go over to the other arm uh, so that shouldn't be a problem uh meanwhile he's also i think spitting out something uh, I, 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 I always thought it looked like molotov cocktails yeah i'm not, I'm not sure what it is exactly but there's something flying in an arc uh, coming towards you but it's not homing in on you like it, it has a set arc uh, most of the time again it will probably not hit you but if you get unlucky it will constantly hit you um i think you can only take like two hits from it before you lose a life so it is a very scary fight if you don't have a mm. lot of lives for um, sure but yeah, if, if you if you got if you got like say one extra continue with all the three guys there intact 
and maybe one or two guys, then the fight is more or less free if you know mm. what you're doing. Yeah. Because you can yeah. more or less just tank him all the way through. Indeed, yeah. I think the last playthrough I did it, he only killed me once. So, <laughs> it, mm. it, it's kind of RNG dependent if you will get hit. But, uh, mm. yeah, unlike, unlike the jump uh, punch mash that you do... Here you just mash the B button as fast as you can to destroy the parts, basically. And, uh, it's a simple boss, but it just does a lot of damage. That's that's pretty much mm. uh, the big part of this uh, this boss. And there you go. You beat the game. Yeah. Robo Sadly, Manus. no Dark Queen fight. Yeah, wh wh where is she? Is she, is she off lap dancing again? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, she, she does show up in the cutscenes again. But, uh, you defeated me, but this will not be the last time. Uh, but yeah, I can see why they didn't do the Dark Queen. Because it was the sequel. And doing the same yeah. final boss again would have been boring maybe. But uh, yeah. I mean, she yeah. shows up in the other game. So. And, and like, <laughs> Robomanus is the eighth boss in the NES game and he's, he's one of the later bosses in the Double Dragon uh, Battletoads uh, game. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's nice that he got a, a, a final boss game all by himself. Yeah, and, and a different boss than normally. Like, not a, just a beat-em-up boss, but actually like, it's use an, an item to destroy fight. him. Like it's a little bit different, so it's it's nice that they did that at least. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like I like this end boss. It's better than uh, uh, Battletoads Double Dragon end boss for sure. Yeah. So yeah, this is uh, that was the entire game basically. So we've gone through it. Um, good luck if you're attempting to play this game yourself, because again, it is a hard game. Like it's Battletoads. Don't. Uh, <laughs> Don't think it's not, like, it's still a very hard game, but, uh, yeah, it, it shouldn't be that much of a problem. Yeah, it, it, gets a, it got a very <coughs> uh, decent learning curve. It, it mm. doesn't hit, hit you in the face from the very beginning, because, you ev like, every game over will get you to the next stage, the next attempt you get it. Because then you have learned the, the previous stages that caused you yeah. trouble. So, I don't think it will take too many hours to beat this game if you actually put your heart into it yeah for sure it just takes some uh, getting used to for sure um the thing i do want to mention uh when it comes to the controls if you've ever played another battletoads game this one does feel different mm -hmm. uh like it, it struck me as i was replaying this like the, the other ones feel a little bit more precise uh and and working i guess um yeah. this one feels off for some reasons like the biggest example i have was with the jumps like okay in the brain race stage like sometimes it eats your jumps but i don't know like there's something off with the jump in this one i feel like um you really have to keep it pressed down a long time to get the height you need um and, and the short jumps just don't do anything. So it feels a little bit off. So be wary of that uh, when getting into this game. If you've ever played another one. Because it, it's not the same as you would think. Yeah, and that, that's back to the beginning of the episode. When we talked about uh, how you are dashing into all the enemies. Or mm -hmm. ramming into mm -hmm. the enemies in the other 
uh, Battletoads game. E even the Game Boy games, the, the, the ramming is an excellent attack in both Ragnarok mm -hmm. World and Double Dragon uh, crossover. Uh, but you, yeah, you, you need to understand that this is a different game. You need to master or at least understand the jump and punch attack. Because uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's a super uh, convenient attack for every thing in the game, except the final boss. Yeah. So yeah, a little less fluid than the other Battletoads games when it comes to control style, but like it does its job well. Um, it's probably yeah, just sure. because this, this was the first one they made for a Game Boy, so um, and it wanted to be different from the, the previous game anyway. Mm. So yeah. so yeah, that uh, that's about all we have to say about the actual game itself. Um, let's uh, take a quick look at the cover art. Um, like you mentioned, it's the same cover as the NES version. Uh, yeah. Well, the not the NES version, the NES rectangle. game. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, there's not much to say about it. Like, It's very cartoony, it's very Turtles 90 styled. Uh, if you've ever seen Battletoads art. Yeah, and kind of like Turtles, the, all, all the three Toads look the <laughs> same. We don't have the the shades on one of the toads. We don't have Pimple yeah. with his yellow. It's like the turtles, the NES uh, uh, box art where all the turtles are <laughs> wearing the red bandana. Yeah, yeah. Because it was based on the original comics, of course, but uh, uh, this this didn't have any comics. <laughs> so I don't know why they all look the same, but yeah, it's kind of weird actually because they did make the characters before. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, and if you play the NES version that came out before this one, uh, if you play as player two, you are a pimple, and and he's called the Yellow Toad. So if you like do yeah. speed runs, you're doing the Yellow Toad run. If you are mm. playing as pimple, mm. yeah, maybe so this they, was they definitely <laughs> the cover art. Probably is inspired by the turtles, like same characters, just to uh, to show yeah. them off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very cool. It, it's a comic book cover basically oh, uh, very colorful very 90s yeah i i love this cover i mean yeah, just before uh, our recording here i actually went to uh, swedish ebay or swebay that you called out <laughs> yeah, the other Swibay. day <laughs> uh, and uh, i i just typed in battletoads to see if there were anything fun to buy uh, being inspired by today's episode uh, and I found um, like uh, new new printed, uh, uh, you know, like a metallic sign that hangs in a like a milkshake bar in the seventies. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of those with the Battletoads uh, box art. That's so it was, cool. I think it was 20, 20 centimeters uh, okay. times yeah. thirty ten, ten centimeters. So, so like a big book. And it was 10 euros with shipping. And I know mm. it's a reproduction. I know it's not nothing original, nothing Nintendo original. Because the dude had like everything you can think of in Metal Signs like that. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, it looked cool. And it, uh, it had scratches and everything from the factory. I guess, I guess they are made like they're supposed to look really old. <laughs> so, That's cool. Yeah I, yeah, I had to get it. It was 10, 10 euros, 10, 10 bucks kind of. Yeah, that's that's really cool. 
it's uh, yeah the logo is nice to have like as a as a sign mm? it's a real cool king uh so yeah I, I what can you say about the cover art more you have one of the toads punching one of the toads kicking with his big foot uh the other one lifting a rock i guess uh, yeah while, while strangling another rat like they're just <laughs> they're just fighting rats in space on a meteor or something <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they're they're doing battle toad stuff yeah yeah this is my like a style i love a lot like this 90s uh comic book style mm-hmm. drawings i i love that so um so yeah for europe and the u.s it's the same one for the japanese one we have something Totally different. Got him, got him. Uh, so yeah, you, it's still based on the same principle. Like the, there's space and there's a like I guess the meteor or the planet surface. Um, the logo is just uh, not the text logo, but the icon, the the Battletoads icon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it says Battletoads up above it, and then you have like a cutout of all three. Battletoads and actually they're distinguished styles. Uh, yeah, with the shades and Pimple yeah. being the biggest of the gang with yeah. the orange uh, skin so, tone. Yeah, so yeah, they did that, and then at the bottom you have like it's a it's weird that they put uh, the logo over it, but um, and all these Japanese box arts are so small that you can't really distinguish yeah. everything. But you see like a one of the enemies like getting kicked in the face. Uh, one of them is riding a snake. Weirdly enough, they colored him the same as the Battletoad. So, <laughs> and it, in, in the middle, it looks like there are horses. Yeah, there's around. horses. I don't know. Like, it, <laughs> it's, it, it, it it's doesn't make much sense. Um, it would be a cool box art if that Battletoads icon wasn't blocking half of it, yeah, and yeah, and and the space. Sky wasn't three fourths of the thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a weird composition for sure. So I would do it way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. The the European and American one is better by yeah. a long shot. Like they could have I... easily fixed this by still using the like their their portraits with the Battletoads under it, make it a little bit smaller. Just put the Battletoads logo left to it. Uh, so you only yeah, yeah. that covers one third of the, the the box art, and then just pull up the image a little bit more, so you can actually see what's going on. But, yeah, because yeah. it's super tiny, and the Japanese boxes are super tiny compared to as well. Yeah. Oh, well, not super tiny, but uh, almost half the size yeah. our boxes. So yeah, we, a weird weird thing. I don't know. It's not even like you would say. It's it's like manga base but it's not like i, I think no. they try to replicate a american style cover yeah. but they, they just didn't really do it yeah, it's strange it's, it's <laughs> <a> strange. <laughs> i don't i don't i don't prefer it yeah so yeah that's the that's the cover art uh mentioned um some trivia not much but uh but some trivia um just in general about battle totes um first there there was a pilot for a cartoon uh in the style of like turtles of course but there was only a pilot like uh people didn't like it so it it never never got his own series um 
But the pilot got released on VHS, I believe. So all right, cool. Maybe it's on YouTube or whatever. Uh, something really dumb, like apparently around two thousand and seven, um, some guy started making prank calls to GameStop, uh, <laughs> asking for Battletoads two, uh, okay. if he could pre-order it because it just got announced and it. Uh, like it, it was a whole thing, and then 4chan jumped on it, and they uh, started calling another shop. There, there was like some TV show uh, about a an antique dealer, something like that, and they started prank calling him, asking for a "Do you got some battle toads?" Uh, and a whole lot of a whole lot of people started doing that with different game stores and things like that. So, so it was kind of a, a running gag. Uh, on the internet and in real life, I guess. And uh, when they released the Rare collection on Xbox, I forgot what it's called. Uh, they actually added an achievement to that uh, called uh, Do You Have Some Battletoads or something oh, like that. Oh, I didn't just, know that. <laughs> just re- <laughs> yeah, referencing that old thing about that prank <laughs> call that people were calling up for oh, to have some cool. battletoads. Yeah, rare yeah. replay is the rare experts, replay. So. Yeah, that's the one. So yeah, if you see that achievement, so do you have some bad? It's something like that. It's it's based on on that prank call thing. Yeah, I'm happens. gonna check that out because I know I've <laughs> d- d- done a lot of the Battletoads yeah. uh, achievements on the on the rare replay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's based on that. And then um, we've talked about this game on Game Boy. There are two other Game Boy games that we mentioned, like the Double Drag Battletoads Double Dragon Port and. Uh, the original game sport called Ragnarok's World, but apparently there was supposed to be a Ford Game Boy game um, based on a port of the arcade game called Super Battletoads, and that game is actually completely finished. Uh. Yes, completely finished, but because the arcade game uh, bombed so hard, Trade West decided to not release this game on Game Boy, um, but they still have it. Uh, because they have played it, and one of the guys actually made a uh, like got into the code of the game and made a cheat so it would have infinite lives. Um, so that game is actually out there, but it's yeah. not been released or anything, uh, not or leaked or, or anything like that. Give us yeah, that yeah. game, yeah, because I, I know when this article came on like every retro uh, web page like uh, or nintendo life or whatever mm-hmm. pages mm-hmm. you can read about uh, stuff like this uh that was before the the newly battletoads the one for xbox yeah. and pc and i was like come on give us give us this as an easter egg if i complete the game with every toad or whatever <laughs> can it be unlocked in, oh, in yeah. the new but uh, yeah apparently we didn't get it yeah. Oh, I, and and the game is one hundred percent complete. Just yeah, it's com- it it's completed. It it just never got released. That's all there is to it. Um, and like with things going on in the past year, I would say. Um, and I'm not talking about the leaks with with Nintendo. Um, I'm talking about all these people. Um trying to come up with video game preservation things, like museums and and things like that, and and. A lot of other companies releasing uh, beta testings or, or unreleased ROMs out there. Um, yeah, please do it. Just just release yeah. it. That would be so cool. I know Microsoft uh, 
is responsible for rare these days, especially the Battletoads uh, <clears throat> IP. So I doubt they will, but if there is any chance with like, don't don't make it go down in history without even releasing it. Uh, yeah, because a company kind of like limited run games. If they catch a big breeze about this and 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 like hey microsoft can we release this on a physical car mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. like we will we will buy this license from you yeah yeah we, we just need the right persons in the right mood of the day to to get this out in the open because it's it's a 100 percent working game yeah it, it would be stupid not to give give it to the community the retro community yeah so yeah, maybe there's hope. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice, like that. I mean, why not? Especially if it's done, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, because the the article I read just before the recording said that they just dragged and dropped the ROM into a soft um, software emulator. Yeah. So so it's 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 done. It's it's easy as that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, it would be nice if we could. Uh, yeah, we could see that in the near future for sure. Uh, well, that's that's about all the the trivia uh, we have. Uh, general reception in all the new media. Basically, people love this game, um, and they praise the graphics and the music. Um, but they, of course, mention that it's just a hard game. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's just not easy. That's all there is to it. But they did praise it a lot. It got like. All above seventy five percent rating, so uh, yeah, it, that's it's really stand, good. standard Battletoads. Good, good graphics, good music, hard game that goes yeah. for every Battletoads game. Yeah, for sure. And this is probably my least favorite because it's a little janky. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's great. Oh. Yeah, it's a great game. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, that's uh, that's all we have to say about this game for now. Let's take another break with another great David Weiss track, and when we get back, we'll dive into uh, our history and our thoughts of the game more, a little bit more detailed. A very small speedrunning section, and then we'll uh, we'll do the outro like always. So yeah, be right back. Enjoy the music. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that sweet stage three song. You're probably humming along with it, anyways, like <laughs> like uh, we always do. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's dive a little bit uh, into our thoughts and history with the game, um, and I'll let you start here. Uh, yeah, um, being a Game Boy fan from from younger days, uh, I always I always knew this game was around. 
um, seeing like going to conventions, seeing the box art. But as you mentioned in the beginning of uh, the episode, that everyone, or well, most uh, people think that it's an NES port, and it's a later game that's an NES port. So it's kind of confusing on the Game Boy. Uh, but yeah, I've already, I, I've seen the game around. I never took the time to play it. But uh, in 2017, I played it for my system challenge. Um, the the really fun part about that uh, particular game and my system challenge is that TMR, the Mexican runner, he was the inspiration for me to start streaming on Twitch and doing a system challenge as well. Uh, I talked to him um, how like how are how are you doing a system challenge what 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 should I think about stuff like that because I I was very what do you say I didn't think many people did this kind of thing mm-hmm. I only saw TMR doing NES Mania and I thought wow he's one of the few people doing this and now years from from 2017 I know that a lot of people are doing similar <laughs> yeah. things and uh, yeah I, I I was just I I only thought he he was one of the few doing it so so that was that was stupid of me of course uh, but but a thing a big thing with that was he actually came to my very first uh, system challenge um, stream where I played Super Mario Land 2 and he watched the entire Super Mario Land 2 uh, playthrough and comment and a lot in like he encouraged me so it was it was pretty noble of him to take the time and and see one of uh, one of his uh, like he inspired me so I, I i actually take the time to watch watch him play the first game uh, and i asked him you, you 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 can pick a game uh i will play it with your name just just like nes mania with raffles mm-hmm. i will have raffles mm-hmm. as well and he said, "Yeah, you gotta play Battletoads. That that's the only game I want. I want to pick. Uh, so I think Battletoads was game like six or seven or something, because I had some easy games in the beginning racked up, uh, like Little Mermaid, uh, Ninja Gaiden, Shadow. I've played a lot. Uh, TMNT One, uh, Batman the Video Game. So I, I I had a few easy games to start with that I've beaten before." And then I had to play the the Battletoads for Game Boy, and I was I was thinking, wow, I'm up for a challenge here for sure. <laughs> um, but then I got surprised, like, wow, th- this isn't the NES game. This is a unique game. It's like, wow, this, and this is cool, and it's got great music and great graphics, and and yeah, and the Turbo Tunnel was so much easier because it, it's not the same game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I actually I actually enjoy this game very much. I do like it when like video game companies give you limited continues when the game is like this. When it's 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 a good game. It's a manage manageable game. It's hard, sure, but if we had unlimited continues. This game would, would just... Yeah, you played it once and then you're done with it. Because you will, like, credit feed you through the entire game. Uh, so it took me about three hours to clear blind. Uh, later I did some casual <coughs> speedruns of it. Because you put it in Tiny Ten <laughs> 8, I'd say. Maybe Tiny Ten 9. One of those two. Yeah. 
Uh, and yeah, the speedrun, we will talk a little more about it uh, in a couple of minutes. It, it, it's a cool speedrun. Uh, I'd recommend it if you if you like to uh, speedrun a Game Boy game. Uh, it's not hard, it's not long. It's a, it's a good game. Um, for me personally, this is the best of the three Game Boy Battletoads game. And that is because it's the unique one. Like mm-hmm. Ragnarok mm-hmm. World is a, it's it's a poor NES port, uh, p- port of the NES game. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, the how you control the Toad might be better in Ragnarok's world. Mm-hmm. But as a game as a whole, I prefer this one. And same go- goes with the Battletoads Double Dragon game. It's a cool concept, but I'm I'm not a big fan of those games. It's 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 cool that they exist. So yeah, it's it's absolutely my favorite out of the three Battletoads game, and I, I I can see myself writing this in the comments here in our document. It might be the best Battletoads game out there. I I, I love the NES game, but this one is just so it's it's a casual playthrough. Now when I know the game and the music is good and I can I can hit a big worm with a jet ski and yeah. <laughs> It's a great game. I recommend it. If if you're into retro, if you're into Game Boy, you should definitely play this one. 100%. So, let's hear your thoughts and history of the game. Yeah. So, um, I never grew up with Battletoads. Like, when I was a kid, I didn't have it myself or I didn't know anybody who had any Battletoads games. But I did always knew it existed. Like, probably... Uh, again, because like uh, I'm a huge comic book fan and things like that, and I just saw the style or the covers or things like that in in magazines, and I was like, oh wow, this is uh, this looks pretty cool. But I never really gotten around to playing it. So it was only later during my teens when I was just checking out ROMs and, and emulators and things like that that I definitely played uh, the NES one and uh, the ba- Battletoads Double Dragon one on Super Nintendo. Um, but not knowing anything about these games, yeah, they are hard. Like, <laughs> I just wasn't prepared for, for uh, these games at all. So I never really put much effort into them at all to play them. But I, but I did like them, at least. Um, so uh, for Portable Pleasure, when somebody picked Battletoads, and I think this was the first one that got picked. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, actually. Um, so I was kind of scared to play it. Um, and it took me a while to get the hang of it, for sure. Um I would say it took me like four hours to beat this game the very first time. Um, but yeah, I, I just loved playing through it. Like it, it was a cool challenge. It wasn't too difficult, but it did require you to learn a lot, uh, which I definitely like in games. Um, so yeah, that, that took me a while, but like... First, I'm pretty sure this was one of the lost episodes of Portable Player, so I had to redo it anyways already. Um, and the, the second time around it, it only took like an hour or something, so uh, that was that was pretty easy to do. And then now, when I had to replay it two days ago, I, I believe, it took me two tries. Uh, first one, I I was at Robomanus, but I only had one life. And then uh, the second time around, I just uh, easily finished it, so... Um, yeah, I, I think this is a great series. I should definitely play the other version sometime. Well, the other 
games on NES and, and Super Nintendo and maybe even the arcade one sometime because I haven't done that. Um, I did play through all the Game Boy ones at least and I, I liked all of them. Um, and yeah, from an originality standpoint, I definitely preferred this one over the other two on Game Boy. But like I said earlier, the, the controls feel a little bit more wonky in this one. Um, so from a gameplay feel standpoint, I think I would prefer playing Ragnarok's World. Um, Double, Battletoads Double Dragon, I don't know. There are some sections in that game that are just so brutal, I don't want to replay it really. Yeah, the, um, like the spaceship section. Yeah. The, Both when you walk on the spaceship and when you sh shoot at the spaceship, those are just terrible yeah, stages. Indeed, so they're really brutal. So yeah, I, I think Ragnarok's World might be my favorite on Game Boy to play. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to originality, like this one uh, definitely shines over the other two. So uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's about it for me. Um, we do have some some weird writing here in our notes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but it says Ghost Three. Terrible game. Frustrated me as a child. Frustrates me as an adult. Would rather play the new game or Turtles. <laughs> so yeah, that was. Uh, he bloody Candy's thoughts about the Battletoads games. Uh, he really, really doesn't like them. Oh, so, so, so he doesn't. He don't want to make the episode with you. So he 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 suggested me to take the spot for this very episode. But it but it still has to be in the Google document <laughs> yeah. and harass the game. That's how much he despises the game. Unbelievable. <laughs> he, he can't even let us do this alone. <laughs> Damn it, uh. EBC. <laughs> Incredible, incredible. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's about all our thoughts and stuff uh, about the Battletoads game. So let's uh, look a little bit at the the speed run. Um, like Hero said, it, it's a pretty easy speed run to learn. Really, there there's not that much to it. Um, the current world record is uh, nine minutes and fifty seconds by Wiswario. That just shows how short these stages mm -hmm. are. Uh, it's like eight I, stages, and it takes you. 10 minutes yeah less than 10 minutes uh i think the other ones are way longer like way longer like half an hour runs or something compared to this so um yeah this is definitely the easiest one to to pick up um i looked at it just before the podcast um like we said even for the casual play it just used a jump attack like, it just mm. destroys everything, so that's definitely what you need to go for. Um, but there is one thing that uh, makes it a lot different than the <laughs> the casual playthrough, and that's uh, with the brain uh, stage following you around. Um, there's two ways, actually, to deal with it. Um, one is where you position yourself in such a way that the ball goes over you, right? Uh like, yeah, it's, it's in the first drop of the stage. Yeah, like, like there's a stand. way for it to bounce over you. So then it's ahead of you. <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about it. Then you just uh, leisurely walk through the stage. Um, but there's another way. And that's also at the very start of the stage, just before the first uh, descent. Um, you can jump up to the right, clipping through the wall. 
um, and then you just fall on the right side of the stage all the way down to where the checkpoint, well, the, the, the end point is, and then you just walk back into the stage. <laughs> so it, it makes and that level 20 seconds long or something yeah, like and, that. And, and, and that has to do with like the brain bouncing the stage, like the screen shakes mm-hmm, when it bounces. Mm-hmm. And that is how you can actually clip into that with a very precise jump or input. Yeah, I don't know how precise it is. I, like, I was going to test it out, but I forgot. Because uh. I know when, when you had it in the Tiny Ten for us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you wanted us to do the stage. We, we, we weren't yes. allowed to clip it, but it was okay to make the brain bounce over us if we yes. wanted to. But I think most runners did the uh, brain behind you chase. Uh, yeah. Just like usual, because that's the fastest way, because then uh, you can outrun the brain if you're in head of it. But if the brain is in front of you, you cannot outrun it, because it will kill you on contact. Yes. Oh, yeah, and in Tiny Ten, we, we only did uh, up until the brain stage. Yeah, Five. the reason for that mostly being the seventh stage, of course. <laughs> yeah, with the, yeah, with the pole dancing yeah. uh, axis. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if 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 you want to check that out, if you're having troubles with uh, with that stage, uh, take a look at how to manipulate that ball to go over you, or uh, try to clip yourself. Then you can just skip it if you want to. Because uh, mm. unlike the other Battle Toads games, there's no warps in this one. So yeah, no one ups as well as and no one. Yeah. So so, so yeah, <laughs> very very strange. Mm. So yeah, that's uh, that's the speed running section. For sure. So, um, yeah, that's uh, about all we can say about the game. So let's wrap this episode up. Uh, we're not going to take another break because this was a short segment anyways. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is usually the part that uh, EBC does. Because I do not keep up with this at all. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm a guest host, so I don't have to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, so all I know that is going on right now... Uh, and hopefully still them because this episode doesn't come out uh, yeah a month from now basically <laughs> so it will be May already uh, but the submissions for SGDQ are open and it's gonna be an online event again uh, yeah. that's 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 basically all I know uh, this episode airs after um, Retroton so that's over um, and man those runs that I did were so amazing. Yeah, g- good, good job at Retroton. Yeah, I, I, thank you. The thing you did in Darkwing Duck, yeah, I just yeah, I, just I, I still cannot my believe that. Yeah, Jesus, the was so yeah. good. And then Esparks, wow, like world yeah, how, records. How did you on find a... out that new strategy? <laughs> yeah, <Don't> just <laughs> on accident, then getting world record yeah. because of yeah. it. That's that's so amazing. I can't believe that actually all happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> that's over. Hopefully all the, the runs went fine. There is a was, I guess, a really good Game Boy block. So hope you've all watched that. And otherwise, go check out the VOD. Yeah, that's and all, then that's good, awesome. good luck in advance, but not... Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. good luck today. <laughs> not really, not, yeah. Oh, well played uh. is the better word. <laughs> oh. uh, let's see if we have any questions. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Let's see if there's a... Oh, well, there's only one question. Uh, (laughs) 
Lex asks, what is it like past the hoverpikes? I don't know if I've ever seen it. Well, uh, that's another game. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't really... <laughs> <laughs> ah, but but we're we're back to supernatural for the second time this episode with that <laughs> with, with that Dean gif yeah. going on <laughs> in the Discord. So uh, yeah. Besides two, that. Two to, supernatural e bloody candy two to zero. Yep. that's all we have Uh, uh, Ariel asked why is this game so jank Uh, well I think I explained that like I think it's their first attempt didn't go so well when it comes to the control scheme Uh, (laughs) so the other ones are a little bit better in that but yeah whatever it's it's definitely playable but yeah that's uh, that's all of the the questions we have for this episode so yeah uh, like always um, if you have any thoughts or suggestions, uh, make sure to contact any of us uh, throughout all of our social medias or just by commenting on the actual episodes or things like that. Um, if you want to find us, uh, like always, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and Instagram, uh, all under the slash Moola uh, handle which is m-o-e-l-l-e-u-h um ebc who's not here uh, you can contact him on battletoadssucks at gmail.com uh, <laughs> on, <laughs> on twitch twitter uh youtube i don't think he has a, an actual url on YouTube. i didn't see that one coming it was <laughs> hilarious <laughs> uh yeah and, and also on instagram um our lovely producer lex can be found on uh twitter sprinting legs on youtube legs or on our own website sprintinglegs.com where all of our other projects are bundled together as well of course um and if you want to make it easier on yourself just go to thisisgameboy.com where you go to our web page and there you have like links to everything that you could ever dream of uh, including our discord where you can talk to us and our discord has been a little a lot more lively lately so uh, definitely go come hang out with us and then you can like post your questions and things like that for future episodes so hero where can they find you uh i'm on twitch twitter instagram on granon underscore hero so that yeah you will have to like check the description or something it means it kind of means your neighbor hero and hero is my like nickname or whatever uh i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a swedish content creator uh, and a system challenger for Game Boy on twitch so if you stumble upon my stream i will most likely talk swedish but uh, yeah just just type in english in the chat and i will switch language to english uh but i'm 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 streaming for a swedish audience uh but never never be afraid to talk English in, in in my chat, and I know Moa there a lot, and Ebla the Can is there, and Legs is there, so I'm, all, I'm yeah. always I always welcome international viewers, of course, if I know there are international viewers around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard if you're just lurking, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I spend most time on on my system challenge and other Twitch projects, uh, so that that it's where you will find me. Uh, and super thanks for having me in this episode as well, of course. 
Yeah, the... thank you for uh, for joining me. Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's always uh, fun having you for these episodes. Usually it's with three people, but now it was two. So I, I don't know. I I'm sure the audience will tell us how it went. Uh, I mean, I think it went just fine. Like, oh. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I know my English isn't perfect. Yeah, mine isn't either. Like <laughs> you have excellent English. I'm I'm always impressed about your English and. And yeah, he, he bloody can. He, he, yeah, he, he should know English. but <laughs> <laughs> He should know he, he yeah. knows his native <laughs> language. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I'm sure we'll have you around again in the future for, for another episode. So uh, yeah, I'm positive. N- not sure which one yet, but uh, yeah, there, there's still a I lot actually, of games to, to discuss. I actually thought sure. about doing a light someday, but I forgot what game I was thinking of oh that's cool if i remember what game i wanted to do a light about i will most definitely do it if you're up to it yeah well i mean a light you can do on your own basically but yeah yeah. yeah, but but like on under this is game boy production yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. no that that definitely works and one of us can take a break that's always uh it's always nice. I'm still waiting for Lex and Petra to do the Dragon Heart episode. <laughs> like, uh, I'm still waiting for it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the crowd wants it. The crowd being me wants it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure me and Emily will listen to it too. Yeah, yeah, it would be it would be nice to not having to do a, an episode for one. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Um, anyways, uh, if you want to support the podcast, there's a few ways you can do that. Um, the easiest and cheapest way to do that is just by liking our stuff on the things wherever you listen to them, like even if it's SoundCloud, it's uh, the YouTube videos, or it's on any other type of uh, podcast platform that you might be listening to, just give us a rating, give us a comment, uh, like anything like that, uh, because those things definitely help spread the word, kind of, or put us higher in the rankings and things like that, so more people can pick us up, so that's the... It's the easiest way to do that for sure. Um, if you have uh, too much money on your hands and you want to give it to us, you can also do that. There's a few ways for that. Um, you can go to our Patreon um, link, of course, on thisisgameboy.com. That will take you there, um, where you can support us monthly with any amount you want to spend on us, um, starting from a dollar, I believe it is. Um, so that gives you a few benefits uh, in our Discord. It gives you access to our episode notes. And eventually we are trying to uh, come up with at least $20 a month. That would definitely cover our costs yearly um and then we can do more or we will do we can always do that but we will do more live episodes that way so um something to look forward to um you can also just support us uh one time only by uh going to our paypal.me thingy again you can just find the link on our website this is gameboy.com um if you want to just donate something to help us out. Uh, it would be much appreciated, but of course, it's not mandatory. Um, if you do um, give us something through PayPal, let us know if you have a username for our Discord or something, so we can give you the same benefits as uh, as the Discord, uh, the Patreon people, because um, we do want to 
award you at least for for supporting us so uh, that's the only way we can do that and by this time normally at least because it's within a month from now and i am currently working on finalizing it uh our merch should be up Ooh. i can't give you the link because they made the links very dumb now it's like your name dot creator dot slash whatever uh but i will put a banner on the website with a link to our merch um in my head it's only a shirt but like legs and and, and ebc have some other things in mind they want to uh set up in the store uh but you can get uh, at least a shirt there i think a mug as well things like that um so that helps us out as well. Um, and at this moment, there should be a limited edition shirt uh, available. Um, I don't know for how long. I think it's two months or something like that. It, it just depends on when we announced it and what time it is <laughs> when we are re releasing this episode. Uh, but it should still be available right now. It's a limited edition. Um, it will be gone in a while and then you can just get our normal logo but i am making some changes to our logo to make a premium shirt or a limited edition shirt so definitely go pick that one up if you uh if you want the limited edition one so yeah great idea Re really like that one i've seen yeah. some of the concept art in the discord that not mm. not open for everyone to see <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm currently working on it it's it's weird because uh like man over mars made our logo based off of a sketch of me but of course man over mars does it in his own unique style and i'm altering it mm. and i have to like mimic his style with which i can <laughs> do but it, it's you always put something of yourself in it that somebody can't replicate unless you're a forger or something that yeah, has been training for years uh so I'm, I'm trying to replicate it. He's giving me some pointers here and there. So I'm trying to get it as close as I can to to his uh, his uh, design. Uh, so yeah, hopefully it will work out fine. It, it's, it's almost done. So it should be up uh, at this point. Um, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, hopefully a lot of people will, will get some. Uh, they're really good shirts, by the way. Like, quality-wise, I mean. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's all we have for today. Thank you all very much for listening. Um, next full episode will be me and EBC again uh, talking about Pokonyan Yume no Daibuken, a game we mentioned before in, in the previous full episode. Um, I think the next episode is Another Light by EBC. Yeah, because mine was before it is the Bubble Ghost one. So I don't know what that one is about yet. Um, but have fun listening to that one. Uh, and yeah, we will catch you uh, next time. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hi, legs. Good luck with this one. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not a four-hour recording, like... <laughs> yeah, this should... The, the, what we've this, been doing lately. <laughs> this should be like an hour. It, I think it's a pretty short game. <laughs> 